0: The beer was a little enthusiastic. I can see that. It's the Schaum. It's the Schaum. Apparently, I have that effect. Yeah, you have Um, the Schaum. Yes.
1: there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Gonna get a dick punch. Coming to you from the recycling <laughs> garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Usually sunny Santa Cruz, California. Yes, we Sloppy are Santa Cruz. still in the middle of Stormageddon, I guess. Yeah,
2: tonight,
3: baby. Um, We're just getting warmed up. It,
4: yeah, they're calling it an atmospheric river, which to me means they're not getting very creative.
1: I've had quite a few people... Friends and family checking in who think that Santa Cruz has fallen into the ocean. Right. Uh, Metaphorically well, Capitola speaking. Has.
2: Yeah, it has. Um, the wharf is gone. But,
1: and, and you it. know, maybe some have fallen. in. So let's get to who is here so you know who has survived so far. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Liza. And um, I, had a, I had a good day because um, I got to show everyone pictures of the bikes i bought which we'll get to oh yeah uh joining me um not running the board because i am in control tonight but you're, you're bringing open. his witty personality it's stumpy john witty
2: yes my sloppy <laughs> Actually, wet witty personality one,
1: one of the hill people has yeah. joined us it's he made it out <laughs> <laughs> barely it john it how did you even you through through. dodge trees <laughs> the helicopter and went through
5: mon- oh
1: that's what you call it
2: i strapped myself to that little there's, drone. there's uh, it
1: last week it was all the flatlanders came for the podcast whew. All you uh, hill a, people. It's right? been a week <laughs> stuck in the hills. Uh, another flatlander joining us is the lovely Miss Emma. Well, that actually that is not
0: entirely true. I live on the Monterey Bay, and we got pounded as well. Yeah, but
1: you do not live in the mountains. You're no, I mean we we
0: we're coastal, coastal. You're
1: a flatlander. Trust yes, you. yes, but coastal. Um, and ooh, you are technically a hill person.
4: Hill hillbilly. Oh, I'm hi, from the highlands of Scotland. Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Scott McLeod. Hi, hello. But you live in the hills of El Cerrante?
4: Yeah, yeah. I've got a bit of a hill action going on. I can look across and I can see Mount Tamalpais from my, from my yard.
1: You have a risk of sliding nice. down the mountain.
4: Just a, just a slight. It's not much. Not. I do have a sump pump and it is very active. <laughs> Let's is. put it that way. Okay,
1: very good. Uh, there it is. And also another flatlander who we've... Given a, uh, I've I've given a new nickname, mm. Craig the Giant. Ho ho ho! Good day. Good day <laughs> <laughs> Which, who the giant? Craig the giant.
5: Craig the ho ho giant. Oh yes,
2: very
3: good.
0: Okay,
5: <laughs> yeah, team, happy to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, i buy your frozen veggies all the time. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Somewhere
4: a marketing person is just dancing with glee. i you. got to talk to you about them beans you sold me the other day.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Still working through
5: those beans. You weren't supposed to eat them. Those beans you were supposed to plant. That was suppositories.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what that stalk out my booty hole is.
1: And and, and yet to be determined, because I really don't know. If he is a flatlander or a hill person, it's bagel well
6: uh, i am kind of right in between oh uh, there's You're there's a the flatlands to the east and uh, the hills to to the west.
1: You are a foothiller. I'm a foothiller, yep, yep, yeah, so just real quick, um yeah, we've had a bunch of storms, and I know there's no sympathy. <laughs> for us when we had not not perfect weather but john you were blocked in by multiple trees down in landslides and stuff like that
2: highway nine if you know highway nine was in three spots was shut down completely so we we were cut off from everything
1: so the hill people get the worst of the storm cannibalism cannibalism (laughs)
0: Yeah. Don't lovely? ask where Melissa's at right now. Yeah, well, no, we broached <laughs> that <laughs> subject. <laughs> we actually yes. broached that very subject last week, and I said you were going to be duplicating moments I'm, from the Donna Party. I do love
2: Mexican <laughs> food. I'll just say that. <laughs> Donna oh. Party of 50. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 she makes extremely good tacos. She makes great carne asada. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> and there's been a lot of um, pu- pubis- publicity about the, the Santa Cruz Pier falling right. in the water. It's Which water. we want cl- to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> It is the Capitola. It's two two towns down from but, here. And it's just a little walking path out to an old shipwreck. It was well, not... There was, <laughs>
2: there was a restaurant on the end, though. That
1: one? Yeah, so the
5: actual Capitola Wharf was the one that went into the ocean. And the cement ship right. sunk even further, so they yeah, both yeah, yeah. got worse. But,
1: but Santa Cruz did it. Santa, Santa, Santa Cruz, Cruz didn't.
0: But the, So there was a unique phenomenon that went on. Um, we've got this atmospheric river. So the rainfall has been very, very high. In addition, unprecedented high winds. And in addition, there was a king tide, right. which meant mm-hmm. tides were six feet above normal. So coastal areas like, um, I think uh, Capitola got it really bad. Um, Carmel got evacuated as well. And for, believe me, for Carmel to get evacuated, it needs to be bad. Yeah, um,
1: And, but we did have a scare. Craig, Do you live near here downtown?
0: Downtown, yes.
1: Were you awoken Thursday late night uh, by the alien invasion?
5: I might have missed that. (laughs) Do tell.
1: Um, I was asleep and I awoke to what the only reasonable explanation to me was this is an alien invasion. It was what sounded like a jet engine over my house moving slowly. And I first like first when you wake up out of a you know sleep, you're like, is there a plane crashing into my neighborhood? Like that's what you imagine. And then I just heard it kind of hovering over. I'm like, what is that? And then it then it went away slowly. And then a few minutes later it came back over. And this like what's a turbine jet engine it's like, and like shaking the house, right? So apparently there was a report possibly of somebody in the river in the middle of the storm at 1 a.m. Thursday night. There was a report that somebody heard somebody yelling for help from the river. And so the big giant Coast Guard helicopter came in the storm and was flying low with their spotlights. It was flying in the storm. In the storm, low over the river and then doing a big circle. So going over downtown, my house And then coming down the river, searching the river, and then doing circling back. So for an hour, this big helicopter was circling. And I was on Facebook, and there were people commenting like, well, my children can't go to sleep. Our windows are rattling. And like, it it was, to me, the closest thing to like, this is what an alien invasion will sound
5: like. Those are gnarly helicopters,
4: big engines. It it sounds like they were just shopping for an abduction, and they decided that just you weren't worth it.
1: Yeah. And and not to say that my sleep is worth more than the person who may or may not have lost their life. Um, But it was it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So that was like the worst I've had to deal with storm wise. Um, So we are all fine is the thing um everyone here is weathering the storm except for john who's still on hey the power just
2: came back on i got a text hey
1: power finally (laughs) came
2: actually i do do want to shout out to i mean there's like an army of pg&e guys and and tree people and people clearing the roads and i look at those men and women and i'm just like wow so thank you all
4: hey my best client brad uh, Brad is up in Tahoe, and he is the dude mm-hmm. who's up at two in the morning, yep. running the running the snow plows. Those people make they make their money, boy. They're, the, they're worth and, every penny. And when he makes o- time, overtime, he comes. He spends his o- overtime money with me. It's there awesome. you
2: go. Did but, you say
0: three people, or what? four people, or maybe five? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just three. Uh, that's it.
2: Three lonely people. Um, so as
1: I mentioned, I bought two bikes this week, mm. and I've seen them both of them online. Mm. So that's a bad sign. Wow. The first one, full disclosure, is only a model. Nevertheless, it's quite wow. special. But you guys know, especially it's, in this it, room, like I was showing it's Emma, the two new models that arrived this week, and I have more coming. Bagel. Oh, Bagel. I have things coming you're going to be excited about. Oh, really? Look at, yeah. hang on, Bagel.
0: I want you to have a look at this. I'm reaching behind me. Woo. Well hmm. yeah. it is nice.
1: it is a PX lift the seat one twenty five the seatless
0: in a very nice pearl lime metallic and so mm-hmm. the se- oh the seat lifts and yeah, it has detailed straw. fuel tank. Wow um,
6: very nice
0: and it's got very nice clear turn signal lenses with orange underneath like the real thing. Nice clear oh. red rear, folding rear mm. rack, suspension I think wow. this I think this has it's got nice. more parts than the real thing. Who makes that one?
1: Uh mm. um, Uh I got it from AliExpress. China. <laughs> it's made by China.
6: <laughs> China? Wow. <laughs> so, um, send me a link to that.
1: <laughs> but um oh I have I have more. I have like an Ape coming a couple Ape's, I think. Mm. Anyway, um wow. If you want to buy any models, AliExpress is great for that. But this uh, next model I bought uh, actually came by way of a listener who said, did you know about this? So apparently this is a limited edition release. Oh, that's cool. Of the James Bond Triumph Scrambler 200. Oh, nice. That actually comes in its own, like, Box, wow. you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, how are you going to display that? Are you going to display it know, out of the box or that's within a the box?
1: Good looking model and a bike.
0: Oh, the Scrambler 1200s yeah. are
1: brilliant yeah. looking. It was unfortunately really expensive about like, 100 bucks oh. for a little toy, Ooh. but on AliExpress
2: well, for 100 bucks.
1: This is not AliExpress, oh, okay. no, no, yeah, it no, would
2: have no, been no, a buck 380 no. on AliExpress. No, this is a limited
1: edition, um, <laughs> yeah, Triumph release. Um, anyway, so I have that coming. Um, but the other one is not much bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can ride it. <laughs> but I can ride it. And, God dang, you know, I want to say, I think this is one of those Facebook ads. They got me. They got me again. Um, But, in my defense, yes. I've been waiting for Honda to release the DAX in America. You guys familiar with the DAX? Yes. So... We've got the line of 125s. It started yes. with the Grom, yes, the Monkey, the Cub. Yes. And then they announced that they're going to do the, 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 the
0: Hunter Cub.
1: The, yeah, the, which the looks, looks like a, let's see. Oh, Bagel can't see that.
0: Uh, it looks like uh, an doesn't it?
1: It's yep. basically, it's, it's a copy of the, the CT70. Yes. Mm-hmm. But with a 125. And it's yep. a straight up copy, except it says Amigo, not it, Honda. It's a
0: manual transmission,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. So it has a clutch. Um, the plated? This is the California mm-hmm. plated version. Nice. Comes with title and everything. <clears throat> um, and it was $1,849 shipped to my house. Which I ordered it on like Tuesday. And on Thursday I got a notification from the freight company making, scheduling my delivery next week. Nice! So it was <laughs> shipped right away. So I'm like, wow, this is not like something I got to wait Three weeks, you know, to find out it's coming from China on a boat that'll be here in two months. So um, just uh, motobuys.com. But they have. they so have, it's,
6: a, it's a knockoff DAX.
1: <laughs> it's a knock, knockoff DAX. But, Bagel, I want you to go to motobuys.com. Okay. And I want to show you something that I'm just dying for. Um, you can go to. Let me know when you're there, and you can go to Scooters, and
3: okay. they also
1: sell. Have you guys seen the mini jeeps? It's yeah. like a mini army them, jeep. Yes. There's a dude with a YouTube channel who like <laughs> rode it across, drove it, got it plated, and drove it across Utah <clears throat> to Moab. Yeah, in this mini jeep. Um,
4: what are they using for engines?
1: It's got a pull star <laughs> like Lamar awesome. engine in nice. it. So if you go to Scooters <clears throat> and then the one hundred one to two hundred cc.
6: Oh, I was looking at 200 plus.
1: <laughs> okay, well, um, they have... Here, let's see. The Mad Dog yeah, that's right. Ruckus.
6: <laughs> what? 150. <laughs> stretched.
1: pre <laughs> stretched Ruckus.
4: Everyone, t- either put this in the show notes or something, or, or, or tell people now how to look this up, because this is just ludicrous.
1: Right?
0: I'm. And- oh, I like the blue. Right.
1: Oh, but wait. Okay, you, you
4: remember how much we yeah. laughed when we saw the Benelli Dong? Okay, this this is another one that's worthy of a good laugh. you got to look on. this one up.
6: Right. There's not just the Mad Dog Ruckus. There is the Mad Dog Ruckus style, yeah. which has the Gen 4 larger rear tire, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
6: w- which is not California legal, mind you. But right. You can get that for $2,099.
1: But in the California ones, they it's only the 50cc that are California legal. Mm. But right. um, and I could
6: get that in Oregon.
1: <laughs> yes, dude, it looks cool, doesn't it? Oh my God! Bagel, get one, please. So I don't have to. No, no. Craig, no, you no, like no. this stuff?
5: I love it. I, I think uh, the I stretch ruckus needs to be outside of the garage. Either Bagel has ridden it down from Oregon, or someone <laughs> shipped it to us. Or know we know. need it. We, also, your, your class we your need a training.
1: Guys, it gets even better. The st- it gets even better. You can get that stretched ruckus trike. Triked out. Trike. Yeah.
4: I guarantee somebody at the track, because pe- people bring to the track like ludicrous pit bikes to ride back and forth you know, across the paddock. Yeah. I guarantee somebody will buy one of those just, to, just oh. to ride it around the paddock and everyone go, what the fuck? It's awesome. Yeah.
1: So m- if you want to buy something stupid, motobuys.com. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: is there just an endless list of stupid things to buy there
1: yeah i mean i'm yes, i'm, I'm yes, scrolling yes, through
2: yes. this it's some cool stuff interesting dirt bikes though street legal dirt bikes
1: but they also i mean it's the stuff you can get on amazon like the hawk dirt bike i mean i'm not saying these are good quality bikes part of the reason i'm getting it is I want to check it out and see. And that's something that we're, we'll do a review. And I want Emma to really go through it. It'll be interesting about to see
5: because we always talk about how China has been climbing yeah. closer to the Japanese and getting closer and closer day by day. So we'll see how.
0: I think, I mean, I think the important thing is, is if you buy a bike like this, you understand that you're getting it for a very, very cheap price.
1: But it's got an e-start, a kick start, a center stand, a a little luggage rack, you know. It's got all the things. So I was watching um, some YouTube videos on people who've been uh, trying these out. And there was a guy who had one, and he just couldn't get it to run well at all. Like it would idle, but then it would bog down really easy. And he just was struggling. He was going through the entire fuel system, and then he finally he, found, he figured out what it was. And when they assembled it, and they where the the carburetor attaches yes. to the 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 engine, yes, to the cylinder, there's a oval um, s- a gasket in there. They yeah. had put it upside down, so because it's not a perfect oval. <clears throat> It's it's a ball oh, so it on one side. Blocking the oil. <laughs> it was upside down, so it actually had a gap in the bottom just allowing air to go directly into the cylinder. Oh. So it was just it was just that that gasket was assembled right. upside down. And once he like took the carburetor off, flipped it over, it ran fine. You know, I
0: I have memories of the very, very first job Ow. I had uh, at Monterey Peninsula Passports years and years ago, and I suspect it was a trial by fire, like, oh, if you can fix this bike, you can have the job. Yeah. And it was a Triumph Explorer, brand new, 1200 Explorer, that it wouldn't run. And it cranked and crank and crank and crank. and it was like, why wouldn't this run? And to cut a long story short, um, everything was working, but the injection rail that actually sits on the back of the cylinder head on that um, was made <coughs> out of plastic And there was just this tiny piece of extra flashing that was blocking the fuel line. And it was a case of you take it off and just run a little drill through the flashing. Mm. And then the bike started right up. But it was one of those weird, weird things. So... Um, it, it can just, happen to anyone.
1: Well, it can, but it just tells me that's the kind of assembly line they have. Well, you know, you know so it's like, oh, this will be interesting. H- however, um,
2: I mean, I guess you got to assume that you're going to have to go through them as soon as you get it. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: yeah.
5: knowing what you're getting into with <laughs> yeah, having exactly. expectations near your feet, then,
0: well, and it's, be...
1: it's half the price of a DAX. Yeah, it's half the price.
0: Well, there there is no DAX. So not here in the states. Yeah. Yeah. So um.
1: So anyway. Um, We're going to, we'll talk about it more and hopefully do a little um, unboxing video Mm. and kind of review. And I want Emma to kind of go through it. Yeah, and I mean, it's
0: it's as good a time as any to remind people that um, Honda, small capacity Honda bikes, including the um, the Cub Mm -hmm. and the Monkey. Monkey. The Monkey and the Grom are not made in Japan. They are made in China and Thailand, yeah. depending on the model. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, you're not too far behind the curve. But, you know, we'll see. What I'm expecting... is you think it's the same cast? No. W- what I'm expecting is by the time we're done with it, it'll be a functional bike that actually runs quite well, but the finish is quite poor. <coughs> That's kind of what I'm expecting.
1: Yeah, and when I say poor
0: finish, I mean, you know, nuts and bolts and stuff like that. I expect all the nuts and bolts to go rusty quite quickly. Yeah. Like on the um, uh, the Harley Davidson, the Indian-built yeah, Harleys, yeah, yeah. you know, you, that kind of thing. So that yeah. that's, oh. what
1: I, that's what I bought. Uh, just, you know, if if you got the bug where you want a new bike, go to motobuys.com. <laughs> don't spend too much money. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, don't, don't
0: spend your money. Um, yeah, they've got a 250 <laughs> for like
1: two and a half grand. I know. Well, and they've got, a, um, it's not a Grom clone. It's a, what's the one that you have, Craig? Navi. No. They've I've got either. like a Navi clone. You've got a
5: Navi. You have a we've Navi? Got, we've got two of them yeah. for the schools.
0: Because, I mean, those things are big
5: yeah. uh, 101 cc's. No,
0: I'm not. I mean, physically, they are quite. <laughs> big and
1: no it's they're the not one, tiny they're not tiny but they're not big well yeah i mean it's it's bigger than a gram no
0: i thought i thought it was cuz they're smaller than a gram i know they? but it's kind of a weird it's thing it's blocky
5: it's got it's that little bl- cubby Stash
0: place where you put in like tacos. It's a scooter that's (laughs) pretending to be a bike, right? So it looks like a motor. It's not a step through. Yeah. What we
5: found out is both of them people were leaving the chokes on and destroying the spark plugs because they were thinking it's a scooter. They weren't acting like it was any other Honda motorcycle, so they were leaving the chokes on, not turning them off. So we just finally got them both running (laughs) this week back again and we they're brand new there's like 200 miles on them so now they're running much better and hopefully we can keep them that way we sent a whole a memo to the whole team about what they need to do now all the instructors so
3: how to save money on spark plugs
1: maybe you yeah. need to be buying some uh bikes from uh this this company moto buys yeah, Motobuys. Maybe I, should, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was gonna say
5: the stretch ruckus trike is at oh the top God. of my list i know
1: right <laughs> <laughs> They, they have so many bad, bad things in there, but it's just so cool. <laughs> anyway,
5: Yeah. Well, if this one actually runs at least a, yeah, yeah. that you get and you're the test waters, I mean, it's not out of the question.
1: Well, here, they're getting points for how quick it shipped. They're getting points for... I could choose it unassembled in the crate, and yeah, I'm not paying that. any extra fees. Yep. You buy the Navi. How much did they list that as? Like an eighteen hundred dollar bike, and then you add on tax and assemble and shipping and da and it's yes. a three thousand dollar bike. Yes. This is exactly the price quoted is what I am paying That's for it amazing. to be delivered to this my house. They should get two points. And for two hundred dollars, you can have a warranty. And, and I also paid, I think, ten dollars to have the paperwork. I mean, it's all included in that. Yeah.
5: That's wild. It's like a la carte.
1: Yeah.
0: You can just click a... So, are you yeah. buying it assembled or in the
1: crate? No, in the crate.
0: You're buying it in the crate?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. It's it, uh, We'll see how it goes. So,
5: assemblage is going to yeah. be putting the wheels on.
1: Handlebars. Handlebars. Yeah, yeah. usual stuff like that. A yeah. couple yeah. of turn signals,
0: Bat- I would have thought.
1: I have no idea if the, it'll have a good battery. We'll see. Yeah. It won't.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah. you know,
1: I, yeah. hey, but I'm not paying it's, all of those extra charges. Right. Bagel, admit. Did you see anything on there that you liked?
6: Uh, well, well, that one seemed like the most interesting <laughs> one to me. To be honest, yeah,
0: <laughs> there was a lot of things in the scooter department that look kind of look like buddies to me.
6: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, they they kind of look more like the Kimco like I think. Yeah, uh, some of them. Yeah, Perhaps we but, should
0: rename them the Kim- Kimco dislike.
6: Yeah, or maybe maybe it's the Buddy Kick actually. Yeah, that they're after but yeah I mean they're just kind of a lot of generic things yeah thingies. And with a lot with a lot of three wheel versions which is very strange
1: <laughs> yeah, so we'll see um I wanted to talk about since this is let's see I mean this is the new year we've mm-hmm. got so many things planned that we're doing this year yeah. I know. So many things in the works. It's awesome. This is going to be a huge year for us, the misfits, but also including more people. And I think a lot of it, too, is coming from the success of Emma and Kat, your Italian tour yep. last year, mm-hmm. from um, our weekend of you know, our 500th episode and all the people who came out and how much fun we had. Right. So that's kind of we're realizing, like, there's a lot of cool, fun people that want to do stuff and we want to do it with them. So... I have a list of our calendar. I've
2: got an addition for that list too, by the way.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go down this list of all, all right. the things we're doing and um, that we're hoping people will come to. Uh, coming up next month is the AIM Expo.
0: Yeah, y'all. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Craig's coming. Cat, I'm hoping yep. you're coming. Yep. Um, if I can get a ticket. going to be there. So the only catch is it's not open to the public. Um, you can pay i think as a dealer to get in but it's no longer open to the public it's more of a um, trade only but that's half the reason
4: why we're going so that our listening public can hear this is what was there this is what you missed this is what you should see as opposed to the other journalists who will just copy and paste out of press releases (laughs) (laughs)
1: those guys <laughs> that reminds me actually before we i get, know
4: because i've written some of those press releases
1: <laughs> before we get into this list um cat if you would help me mm. i would like to give a mention to somebody oh who was not a personal friend but somebody who i've been trying to get on our show for a long time especially because he lived here in santa cruz for a long time who passed away this week oh ken block yeah no no. Andrew Wheeler. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Kat, yeah, you knew him. A yeah. lot of people we a lot know of knew people him.
4: knew him. A lot of people knew him. Kat, yeah. So
1: Andrew was a, um, a photographer yes. for MotoGP and a lot of stuff. And he's somebody who lived here in Santa Cruz. And I've been talking with friends on social media for years trying to get him on the show. We can never coordinate. And then even last year when we were at the races at Laguna Seca, I was going one way on a cart and he was going the other way on a motorcycle. I'm like, Andrew! <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna get you! I'm gonna get you! I, I think he was
0: riding a scooter and he had about 20 cameras all <laughs> oh, yeah. over yeah. it. I remember big, fat him. lenses
4: is probably what he yeah. was hauling around.
1: And yeah. um, he was, he so was he was top of the line. Unfortunately, he, he suddenly passed away yeah. this week, which has been a big loss for the motorcycle community. And there's so many friends of ours and people in the community who were good friends of him. Uh, yeah. So um, you know, just a shout out to Andrew Wheeler and everything he did and all the friends that he had who were feeling that loss. So I just wanted to give that a mention. Was there anything you wanted to add?
4: Oh, it's the other thing outside of out of being a great photographer, the other thing he was famous for in the paddock was his cooking. Ah. He would not- he was notorious for, instead of staying in a hotel, he would rent houses in different places all over the world during the MotoGP, and journalists would want to come stay with whatever house he had because he would cook these phenomenal dishes. He was an amazing cook. I actually was getting tips from him, you know, about about my waffles. I bought a waffle yeah. line. and I'm like, Andrew, how, what do I do with he was like my go to guy for, for cooking tips.
1: Nice. Well yeah. thank you. So yeah, I just wanted to give a mention.
4: Yeah. Well and Ken
2: Block, too that uh yeah. to uh Emma's point.
1: Well, you yeah. know, I mean Ken
0: um Ken did some crossover stuff and I mean yes, Ken was known for the hoonigan stuff with his cars, but um Again, it's it's a loss. Any yeah. any figure mm-hmm. like that is a loss to the industry in right. general.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back to our calendar. So Amexpo, but that also means that the Misfits are gonna be loose in Vegas. <laughs>
0: oh, loose as a caboose. Oh, yes. So How many full size lobsters do you think you will be destroying this oh, year, Liza? Cool. I love making lobsters. <laughs> At lobster. the win?
1: I will go from like restaurant to restaurant, checking the menu. All, I'm looking for one thing on this. Wagyu beef. Seafood tower. Oh, I thought you if out. I find oh a place God. that has a seafood tower, I am all in. <laughs> Let's
4: there's a, do this. <laughs> There's a hotel carpet that's going to end up wearing that seafood tower. <laughs> so Craig
2: and I are talking about being in Mesquite right before the AIM Expo. So like from the, I think, 11th to the
5: 14th. So, yeah, so if anybody knows that area, we're going to go was... ride Valley of the Fire yeah. and some BLM Desert riding there. The sand looks incredible out there.
2: Cool. So anybody wants to come and join us, and if you, especially if you know the area, so we can have it.
1: <laughs> so, that, yeah. so the Amex was February 16th to the 18th, mm, so yeah. just prior to the 16th. Yeah. And Emma, you're flying with me, <clears throat> I assume? Oh yeah. You and need I'll, to get a ticket.
0: No, I'm going to get the ticket. I will be requiring you to hold my hand for the entire flight
1: uh can i bring an extra yes do a, do, a mannequin do, hand?
4: do do the flight out of san francisco do not do the flight out of monterey no i'm not going to do that again <laughs> <laughs> no
1: i'm i'm flying out of san jose um
0: right, san jose yeah. yes. a
4: full-size plane
0: please. yeah proper size plane right, not not the the is there monterey to vegas direct
4: gum that they were tried to yeah. stick her on
1: but it's only like twice a day and it's at times it didn't work for me i think No. but yes um then in march john yeah march 24th through 26th yep misfits rally tentatively i just need
2: to get final confirmation so but i'm i'm 95 sure it's gonna happen uh we're gonna be camping in hollister ohv park
1: hollister hills svra yeah so the plan is the place we talk about all the time the dirt biking park um but they have excellent camping that's yeah. really affordable what's it like seven bucks a night or something something
2: like that it's really cheap so what we're going to do is um we'll have access to the park during the day uh for anybody can just ride all over there and then we're also going to do day rides out of there to different areas around um around the area so gloria road out around pinnacles out through corbin factory oh yeah corbin factory for sure around hollister and then out to perhaps out to the um Oh, the clear. old OHV clear, yeah, the clear, clear, lake area, clear so creek area, yeah. yeah
3: I'm
0: I might be able to add to that, John. Oh really? Yeah. Because you know I've got the flatbed. The uh-huh. big flatbed. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. If I borrow some disco equipment, we could do dance off, pants off <laughs> on oh, oh, the good. flatbed. <laughs> and maybe maybe burlesque? <laughs> yeah, do some burlesque um, on the flatbed. Yes. We,
1: okay, we've already done parking lot burlesque, but now truck bed burlesque. Oh, oh right.
0: yes.
4: Okay, you gotta stick a pole on that thing.
1: Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I mean, you know it's
0: a big flatbed. It is mm. Oh, we got to do. So we could do, do we could do, uh, less flatbed.
1: So this and this ride is going to be suitable for bikes for this is going to be for dual sports enduros or adventure bikes. Correct. Um there's going to be riding some of the trails, some of the easy trails at Hollister, but still um, for a Adventure bike, it's quite technical for a mid bike like we do it on the KLRs. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's quite simple. And then we're going to go head out onto the highways. And like Highway 99, we do, you do 120 miles. So you're giving so, me an excuse so, to
4: buy those those frame guards that I should have been getting all along. Yes. I, I need to buy them now because I have to go to this ride. So, so AliExpress,
1: you need to have like dual sport yeah. uh, or adventure tires. Those are the bikes that this is perfect for. Can you show up on a Versus? Sure, sure. sure. You just may not want to go do the trails with us. Can you show up on a unplated dirt bike? Sure. You're just there's not lot- gonna go out and do the yeah. road sections with us. Yeah, and
2: it's still red sticker, so any any bike should do.
0: Can yeah. you show up on a road bike and just camp yes. with yeah. us and party with us at yes. the campsite? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: And there's Be prepared. Oh, there's a
0: ton of road riding to do yeah. through there, so you don't have to ride in the dirt. Be prepared to take all your clothes off. So wear durable underwear. Pants off, dance. <laughs> and off.
1: that's why we chose Hollister, because there's great road roads to ride as well as the trails to ride. Um, and so we'll do camping, and there will be games and challenges and food, um, and uh, thanks to Breaking Away Adventures, um, who's helping us co-organizing it. So what is the current situation with this weekend, John?
2: Uh, I've traded uh, what well, we're penciled in to reserve the spot. I need to follow up with her to just double-check next week, and then uh, we're going to determine how many how many spots we have for people.
1: So— how much will it cost, John?
2: That I'm not sure yet.
1: Yeah. So there will be a small fee just to help cover, like, the, well, food, food, the meals yeah, and the stuff food. like that, yeah. right? Yep. Um, but it's not like a, an expensive
2: one million dollars. You pay $1 Matt? One million dollars. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll have the <laughs> yeah. meals and stuff provided. Um, John. And, and the camping will all be covered John in the box. John.
0: Yes. John. Yes. yes.
1: Did, you, did you get new glasses,
0: John? I did. They're very smart indeed. Thank, thank you. <laughs> they really are. You know, I was wondering
2: about that because nobody said anything about them except no, I just except for not, you. No, I just noticed <laughs> them. Oh, thank you. No, I
0: just noticed They're very smart indeed. Oh, I appreciate that.
1: Or, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, no, I just... Okay. No, there no, you go. Thank you. Yeah, so how does somebody find out more?
2: BreakingAwayTrips.com.
1: BreakingAwayTrips.com, and you can go there and... Uh, I believe he's taking uh, sign-ups for people who are interested. But he is. I think
2: there's 20
0: already signed up.
1: And Yeah, and I, I need to get signed up. Emma, are you going to sign up? Yeah, no, I'll
0: sign up for the weekend because dance-off, pants-off. <laughs> I'll tell him Adam. Yeah, to, we'll add a box for dance-off, pants-off. Because I do not <laughs> I do not have a dirty bike. You, you can ride a that. KLR.
1: Right, but we might be able to bring some extra little dirt bikes or people. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, you know, it'll be. Ride th- in the dirt. It's bring the Amigo. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
3: totally. yes, yeah. the amigo. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be yours. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to see somebody try to take the stretch ruckus out on the trails, hill climb
5: that oh, mess. Wow. I want to yeah. see Emma hill climb on the amigo. Anyway, so that's kind
1: of oh, our, our big new event <laughs> this year. Pants off is uh, the Misfits Rally, March 24th through 26th. Again, go to Breaking Away. Emma, you knocked over my thing. BreakingAwayTrips.com. Uh, coming up after that. The One Show. Yep.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and I need to start
1: getting a list of people who are coming.
0: And check it twice.
1: Emma, you are showing a bike? Um, Bagels in?
0: Yes, I should be showing a bike. Um, I'm entering the Goosey. You know, the Goosey has never been to The One Show, and it should have been. Um, I mean, the goosey's been around for years now, and it's never been to the it's one show. A beautiful bite. So I think it. Hopefully, they will accept it this year. Um, you know, it's you never know what they're looking for. Yeah. So you just submit it.
1: Bagel, have you considered entering a scooter?
6: I have already submitted, <gasps> uh, actually, oh. my Heinkel moped. The Heinke oh, Heinkel.
1: Okay. Yes,
6: I, f- I figured it's it's such a rare uh, a rare bird, I might as well show it off.
0: What, remind me, Bagel, what is that blue scooter behind you?
6: That is my Vespa uh, P200. Uh, that was my first cannonball bike, that's a, uh, which that's quite, not recovered. That's quite a sporty-looking thing. Yes, it, I, I sported it up a bit for the cannonball. Okay, very um, good. But I, I need to get it back together. That's one of the things I'm hoping to work on this winter.
0: Okay, good. Yeah.
1: So the one show is in Portland, April 28th to 30th. Craig, are you coming?
5: jury's still out on that one okay i
0: would love to
1: i mean you can i've been
5: wanting to go to the one show for many years
0: you can actually drive up with me in king kong if you want um or you can just fly up with me. or you can fly up i mean whatever it's it's a hell of a long drive but i'm i'm looking for company or we can find some places to
1: ride she needs somebody to hold her hand in the truck
0: Mm -hmm. she
1: only can travel while holding hands with
0: people Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) yes
1: um, so that's something that we always go to and it's just a great time. We look forward to, Yeah, our, you know, it's a tour and tour. We've oh, run a very I, good show. I didn't show. tell you the news. What? Well, it's what? not, it's not news. What? It's not news. So what? every year we, um, go and we kind of gorilla style, make our own camp there where we set up chairs yes. and provide bananas and drinks for yes. people. And, and we've always just done it gorilla style. So this time I actually said, <clears throat> Hey, could we officially set up a camp and not have it be so guerrilla? I'm like, we're coming, we're bringing chairs. Can we officially have a little area of which I have not received a response? Is yet. it in the
0: same place? Yes, yes it is at the oh, Zydell. That's great. And um, it's indoor. It is indoor. Sort of.
1: And and outdoor. So There's the Zydell. The, the
0: Zydell Shipyards is a very, very interesting building. They used to build warships there in the Second World War. So it's. If you imagine a shed the size of two or three warships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. And
0: basically they'd build them from scratch and then kind of wheel them out and stick them in the river. With
1: a lot of old cranes well, and anchors and chains, yeah. giant it's chains. A, it's an amazing everywhere.
0: building. So it's kind of. It's very open and very kind of drafty, and it can be cold. Um, and the, a lot of the show takes place outside. They always have fun things going on outside. They have display teams going on. The Cossacks who do displays on vintage Harley I mean, Davidsons stunt and,
1: and trucks yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of things event.
0: to do. It's in and out. It's um, it's a great scene.
1: Tickets are for sale. Uh, theoneshow.com, dot com, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, and tickets are highly recommend. They start at fourteen them. bucks. And go oh, up from that's there. Oh, cheap.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they do it in shifts, so you can buy it for a few hours, or you, and then you can do a whole day, or you can do the whole weekend. Um, then coming up in oh, July is busy. July July is busy. <laughs> <laughs> July. Is well, no, no. First, you, you jumping Sorry, sorry. July seventh <laughs> through ninth is Meadow America El- oh, yeah. and Hennessyka. I think we're all going to be there probably. Yep. Cause yep. Kat, you don't go to these, do you? You're usually traveling.
4: Uh, yeah, July, <clears throat> be, oh, yeah, July. I'll be. She's a little more, I know. Yeah. I know I'll be out of the country. I have done that a number of times. I used to yeah. display there, but now I end up running tours yeah. when that happens.
1: And then the following weekend, Laguna Seca, July 20th through 23rd is, or sorry, 20th through 23rd, yeah. Um, no, July 14th through 16th, sorry, is ARMA, mm-hmm. which is the races again, but this is much more open, less sponsors and more it's it's club racing. More it's fun. And it's, really it's fun. more like you walk anywhere, talk to anyone. It's just,
2: I hope to have those flat tracks again. That was super fun. Oh, and yeah. that vintage mo- that motocross. Yeah. 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 That was great.
1: Yeah. And then the following weekend is the one show in uh, Cleveland, Ohio and in America. And Ooh. that, Uh, not the one show, sorry, Vintage Days. I'm getting on this. July 20th through 23rd, which is, um, I think we're going to have a lot of us going. Craig, you're trying to make that happen, right?
5: I would love to go to that, yes.
1: I would love to see you naked on a stretch ruckus (laughs) doing the barrel racing on fire. Ho, ho, ho.
5: That sounds like If
1: that would ever happen, that is where it would happen, and no Mm. one would blink an eye at that.
5: No, no.
2: Not at
1: all.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: Not at all. So, yeah, we can finally... Yes, make that
3: happen. <laughs>
1: um, so that's July, and then uh, we're getting into, oh, also in July. You've got some stuff going on. Oh,
4: yeah. I mean, I, I brought my full calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you're done, I'll yeah, do so, stuff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so um, we've got the Dolomites tour, July mm-hmm. 9th through 15th, mm-hmm. and then – right piggyback on that July 16th through 22nd is the Castles and Curves. Yep. So Emma and Kat <coughs> basically <coughs> took the Dolomites tour that you did last year. That was a big success. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're doing that again. Yes. But then you're also adding a second tour, yes. Castles and Curves. Mm-hmm. So people can do both tours if they want to. They could. Because they they're if they back want to. to back. Yeah. Or for people who did the Dolomite tour, who wants to come on this. Um, and it unfortunately, and you got to stop doing this it 's the same time as vintage days, which makes it hard for Bagel to choose which one to go to.
4: <laughs> hey, you know the, the first world problems deal so with it. let's let's
1: talk about this a bit more because you 've been working oh, you okay. had one tour that was a success, and now you 've added two what uh tell us more about these two tours
4: all right um well obviously last year the the purpose of this was obviously you guys first said, geez cat, your tours are awesome but but damn they are they're they're expensive. And I'm the first one to agree that that most escapes track and tour tours are expensive. I'm actually surprised at how often people will throw down eight thousand, nine thousand, sometimes ten uh, thousand dollars to do one of my tours. Um, so I said, well, let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum.
1: But as Mike has reported, it's well worth it because oh, you oh yeah, do what you do sure. really well. Oh, we do and incredible provide shit, top-notch uh, experience to everyone. So I wanted to clarify. Yeah, that. Yeah,
4: no, I, we p- people often tell me is this, geez, cat, you, you're not charging enough for for all that you provide, and you know, riding three days, you know, on Mugello or a, a, another MotoGP Jeez. track, you know, with Troy Corser as your coach. I mean, this is pretty cool shit. But let's face it. This is this is not cash that a lot of people, especially new riders, have. Right. And so let's look at the other end of the spectrum. And the other end of the spectrum is you've got new riders coming out. that don't have a lot of money. And I know the big tour operators in this world. And I know how much they charge for their tours. And they're mostly targeting towards baby boomers. And we all know that baby boomers pretty much have lived a very – lovely life, uh, and have made some good money, and their children have not gotten the same. And so let's make a tour that people can actually afford. So starting at $2,500 for a week of training. It's a training tour. It's not a tour where you get a guide. Uh, Emma and I are your instructors. We send you out in teams of four to five people. The routes are included on your bike. Uh, The hotels have been booked. Uh, and you're going to learn, at least in the Dolomites tour, it's just about sporty riding and having fun. And on the Castles and Curves tour, it's a bit more involved about routing and packing properly and knowing how to road trip Europe, mainly so that you can do this yourself. You can come back after taking our tour and do it on your own and realize it's really not that hard. You can pull it off. It just takes some planning. And we'll show you how. And in the process of showing you how, you can have a good time.
1: Or you could just show up and just glom onto Emma. So well <laughs> if I <laughs>
0: every single person who went on the Dolomites training tour, every single one had a great time. Every single person, not a single person felt it was a training tour and they were being weighed down. It people were having fun, people learned stuff. Um, nobody was really out of their depth. We made sure that didn't happen. There were no accidents. There were no injuries. It's a very safe tour. It's a great... If you have never been outside America before, if you have never been outside your home country before, this is the tour for you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the most wonderful experience. And the best part is for starting riders... We make this one big trip from the hotel in Munich to the hotel in the Dolomites and then that's it. That is your home base for five days and you radiate it every day but come back to the same hotel and so you can dump all your gear in your room and then that's it. It makes it very, very easy. The people are great. The hoteliers are great. The restaurateurs are great. It's a wonderful, wonderful tour and my vision for it i always wanted us to be able to provide this to for less than the cost of a cheap used bike and there it is thanks to cat we've done it yeah and-
1: You've people signed up already?
0: Yeah. Um, as of today, there
4: are six slots left uh, <laughs> for the Dolomites training tour. And nice. there's there, and, and also, there's about, there's still 20 spots left for the Castles and Curves tour. Yeah, And I think because most people didn't realize, these are two different tours.
1: So tell us more about <clears throat> Castles and Curves. Castles
4: and Curves is more about, yes, there's still be plenty of sport touring and whatnot, but it's a little bit more involved in terms of how do you road trip across Europe? It's not that hard, but there are things that you have to learn about routing. We're going to show you how to route like a local, and really that involves using some German apps because the Germans are frightfully organized. Um, And learning how to, okay, let's grab lunch. Well, what are we going to get? Learning what an imbiss is, (laughs) you know, there's stuff
1: like that. What's an imbiss?
4: Related to an imbecile. <laughs> no, but, but 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 guaranteed by the end of the tour, somebody will have had currywurst at least once. Oh, uh, oh, it's yeah. it's like the most popular dish in Germany outside of donut. Uh,
1: say is it is it uh, something goat based?
4: Oh no no! Oh. If it's in German, it's almost always pig based. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the also the thing to navigate inside of castles and curves is to how do you see sort of the 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 sights? How do you get in and out? Because we know the best way to see the world is by motorcycle. But yeah. how do you do it? You know, how do you do it in the area? How do you schedule? Because some of these places we're going to, and by the way, of course, it's me and Emma are joining, are joining the tour as instructors. And we're also bringing along Mouse. And okay. Mouse's job is she is the castle and tourism expert. And... Believe me, she knows castles inside and out. I've you know, Mouse and I have been all over the world, and if there's a crusty piece of stone, she wants to go look <laughs> at it. Um, the castles that we have on this tour that are possible in terms of the routes, these things are proper legit. It's all Actual, Germany. The, well, Germany and a bit of France. Yeah. We're going over into the Alsace region because we're going to see, and this is somebody who's been all over the world and absolutely loves castles. Her favorite castle is haut Konigsberg in Alsace. And so she sort of insisted, like, okay, we have to take people to haut Konigsberg. Um, among other things, this castle was sort of the inspiration behind a lot of the construction style and forms you see in the Lord of the Rings, uh, the Citadel hmm. of Minas Tirith, in terms of the, just the kind of look. And uh, it's it's been there for centuries, withstood multiple sieges, and was finally uh, redone uh, by uh, Kaiser Wilhelm. Uh, in 19- in 1905,
5: it was it was finally it was this last restoration.
1: Just curious, Craig, do you have a favorite castle?
5: My favorite castle of yeah. them all might be the <laughs> Island Dunan Castle Ooh. in Scotland, uh, the most I- photographed castle in the world. <laughs>
0: uh, I have a favorite castle too. <laughs> wow. White Castle. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Nom 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 nom.
5: Right. So, Emma, will you? I be really here? like Urquhart Castle and Loch Ness as
0: well. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Will you be going out on day rides then with people? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, and and you're doing both of these back to back. So yes. again, somebody could do both trips if they want.
4: Conceivably, yes.
1: Will there be the same bike options?
4: Actually, the, there are some bike differences for the Castles and Curves tour. Um, I reserved more. Uh, larger bikes because we're doing mm. a lot more high-speed sweepers through the country and less tight hairpin turns so your your bmw gs's and rs's and, and rt's are better suited for this as opposed to well emma's favorite the f900r for the type and i'm i'm and actually dolomites.
0: changing bikes halfway through for the for the um for the dolomites training tour i'm riding the f900r which to me is great it's agile it's sleek very stylish bike it's perfect for for that riding but i'm actually changing to a 900 xr for the castles and curves oh. tour which is essentially the same bike but it's bigger it's got a windshield it's more sit upy. it's a bigger rangier bike sit is
1: that a new word sit-uppy sit <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> <Sit-uppy.
0: laughs> yes pencil that in as opposed to sicker upy, which is something you do when you've eaten too much indian food
4: hmm. yeah i've already reserved 25 bikes Mm. Um, for that tour So there is a, a wide range of bikes That we have That we can Oh maybe it's available Maybe it's not No I've reserved them
1: And how much is this trip?
4: Uh, 2,600
3: bucks <laughs> So for 5,000 You could um. do
4: basically
2: Three weeks almost Two
3: weeks, Two
4: weeks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Each one,
4: each tour is a week long um, And again It's it's not a guided tour It's an instructor tour You've got the routes We'll be there to help you along um, but you've got to figure out and sort of learn how to do stuff on your own. And the in the end, you're not only learning about Europe, you're learning about yourself, right? And you're learning and how to do it on a your own.
2: Passenger price too, right? Yeah, because yeah. we got to. We, so
4: somebody wanted to bring their significant yeah, other. honestly, it's not that much. It's just the it's just the accommodations. Yeah. Hey um, yo, and you got to have a bigger bike.
0: I want to make something absolutely clear, and I don't say something like this lightly. I mean, hopefully, people realize that I'm not a bullshitter. Um, I don't make just arbitrary claims these trips will change your life and they will change your life just as going to pakistan changed your life john Mm -hmm. they'll change your life for a number of reasons if you haven't traveled before i guarantee you these trips will give you a lust for travel if you are a little timid on your bike these trips will cure that your riding will be light years different by the time we finished with you and just your experience around people is going to be so different every single person i encountered on that trip was the most wonderful giving accommodating generous people and genuinely thrilled to meet us so it really is even your
1: italian cop friend
0: uh, even the, even Well I think The cops I think were quite bemused Because as I was riding Into the checkpoint I think they thought they were going to snag themselves A 20 year old German They were so disappointed thug. And when I took my helmet off and showed them My license and they realised they'd got A 60 year old California grandma They were really quite deflated About it but we all saw the happy side Ho 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 um, Because I have broached this subject before i do look quite a thug in my riding gear well I'm it's the, the helmet to, yes I was <laughs> say
4: that simpson helmet it looks like from you know from a drag 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 strip
0: yes exactly so you know i do look like something of the thug um <laughs> but every single person was so accommodating it it really will change your life um in a number of ways and we're offering it as a price theoretically anyone can afford.
1: So, layoutescapes.com?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, hopefully you can put
4: the note, in the show notes, you can put the links.
1: Yep, yep, I, I've been, I've been as, doing that. As well as, a, um, I did
4: make a video that included some of the castles we could see.
1: And we have a big announcement we're going to make, but first I'm mm-hmm. going to add a couple more things that are on the calendar. I forgot to say, in May, May 6th, the quail...
3: Oh yeah. Oh Which yeah. I know,
1: I know. Craig, you always show up somehow. I don't know how you you're like, I'm gonna roll a bike around and get in for free or something. You're usually a bike pusher, favorites. right? I know. Yeah, we all love the quail. So that's in May, May sixth. Great event to come out to. Um and something new I'm hoping to attend this year, Emma. It is um August seventeenth through nineteenth is the Mecum auction in Monterey. Oh yes. Which we've never done. We yeah, I mean, so that's something I wanted to add to the. Is it calendar.
2: only motorbikes or is it cars? No, no,
1: no. This is everything. But um, they have a, usually about a hundred bikes or something. Yeah, sale. They,
0: I mean, it's the big auction for motorbikes is Las Vegas yeah. this month. Hmm. Um, you know, I have an interesting relationship with Meekum Auction Bikes. Um, they, are,
1: but but hey, it's right here in our it's, backyard. It's a sp-
0: Spectacle,
1: and it's an opportunity to go down. Uh, it's at Pebble Beach. Where is it? Or the airport? Where
0: no, I think it's uh, um, it's at one of the big hotels.
1: Okay, yeah, it's it's an opportunity to just go see it. I think it's
0: at the Hyatt. It's in the grounds of the Hyatt. Okay, yeah.
1: Um, but in August, and this is um this is a new announcement we're making. Oh, yeah. So this is another trip that I've been putting together. And I've been toying with it and saying that I want to do a UK dream trip. And uh, I was trying to put it together myself. And I said, what am I doing? <laughs> we have somebody who knows what they're doing. So I called up Kat. and said, "Cat, will you put together a UK trip for me to lead, to invite people to come and join us on? And he's putting it together. We don't have mm-hmm. all the details. It's not there yet. Right. But I can tell you the things that I said, here, Kat, here is what I would like I would like this to be, what I say, a seven to ten day trip? Something like Mm -hmm. that? That's our goal. I want to visit the Ace Cafe. Not a problem. In London. I want to visit the Triumph Museum in Birmingham.
4: That's pretty easy.
1: Right? And also the National Museum, which is also not far from there. I want to ride a lap of of, um, Isle of Man.
4: Much harder. Kind of a pain in the ass. And I'm really going to have to work on that one. (laughs) It's yes. lo- it's logistics of uh, trying to figure that one out. That's the And that's the if we can one.
1: see some Scotland or Wales, that would be great. And Wales, then, not Scotland. Okay. I would love to I, take you guys to Scotland. Just, I oh, him, I would love it. I gave but. him my wish list. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to, if we have an opportunity to catch um, a, S- a Speedway night somewhere, something like that, because there's a lot of cool, different kind of racing yeah. that happens there. And Speedway is something we don't have here. Um, have you seen Speedway, Craig? Oh, it's incredible. It's, it's a single gear bike with yeah. no brakes it's like flat it's it's track. Eight, it's flat but track. on a much smaller track Eighth
0: of
5: an an
1: mile. Yeah.
3: It's, a
5: track. yeah it's a dirt track yeah it's
1: a dirt oval track and it looks like a schwinn with a motor
5: right <laughs> Big nice. front wheel. with
1: no brakes and one gear nice and it's kind of crazy yeah um so that is a type of riding there and yeah it's speedway and they have teams like like clubs like soccer clubs that travel to other people's tracks and compete and it's a big big thing. Oh, it's a big deal. Speedway is a big, deal, a big deal, deal. Yeah. Nice. Um yeah, so um I said here's all the things I think would be wonderful to do on a UK dream trip cuz the UK has so many of these amazing motorcycle iconic locations. And um I've been, of course, I've been to the Ace Cafe, but if we go to the Ace Cafe, everyone can look on the ceiling for the stickers I put up there, the (laughs) Motorcycles and misfit stickers, because I just happened to have a ladder out (laughs) at that moment, (laughs) and I took advantage. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. um, So this is going to be in August, we're looking at.
4: Right. I'm looking at the month of August, and the reason we're putting this out now is we need to gauge interest level. How yeah. many people are going to send an email into to Motorcycles and Misfits now and say, yes, if you put this tour up, I want to go?
1: Oh, and my other request is I want to ride Triumphs.
4: Some Triumphs are available. There's not a ton of them, but we can get some Triumphs. So I, we can we can get you a Triumph, okay? I'll well, have to figured, ride something um,
1: else. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, Bonnevilles and Tigers mm-hmm. are both great options for yeah. doing this. This is just this, like, this crazy idea I had. So I'm committing... To going, and I am inviting anyone out there who wants to come. Um, I don't know how, what the price is going to be. It is a little more expensive yeah. in the UK. But we're loading it with these amazing things. To be able to ride a lap at Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Right?
4: <laughs> to be able, I'm gonna have to put it, put in, put it into the GPS. I mean, I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, follow the GPS. I and think right
1: the
0: up. the big thing to gauge interest for you, Cat, mm-hmm. is if you can do, and I know it's hard, but if you can kind of ballpark a kind of figure, so people know what they're signing themselves up well, for.
1: I was pr- when I was looking, I think like bike was gonna be like two grand or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I mean, if you can probably looking at. Maybe five? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I I mean that's what I was planning. Uh about five grand. Yeah, it?
4: I'm not gonna do any four star hotels, particularly in arrival area. We're gonna keep it three star, just clean and comfortable It's all we need. We're there to ride, not not to feel uh-huh. impressed with our wealth. Uh and um I figured out the logistics in London uh where will if people want to arrive a day early. And go see the sights of London proper. Uh, you'll be you'll be staying at a hotel that's a good ways outside of London. And probably take about a, a twenty minute uh, mm-hmm. train ride into the center of town. That way you're saving big money on your hotel, and you can just spend money on, on the train. It's much cheaper that way. Is there any yeah. British superbike races going on around that time? I, again, we, we, Silverstone would be fun. Trying to like, coordinate, yeah. trying to coordinate on dates is always tricky. So yeah. let's see what we co- can come up with.
1: Yeah. So. You want people to contact me or to contact you?
4: Let's contact. Uh, let's have ha, contact Liza and let's see. Yeah, let's because this is this is her dream trip. Yeah. Are you interested in Liza's dream?
1: Motorcycles and Misfits at Gmail <laughs> Yeah. Who wants to come and join me? So that's that's my idea. Um, we're we're throwing that together. So. That's our calendar for the year, and that's just getting us up to August.
4: Yeah, I could conceivably set it up as something similar to a a training tour in terms of we, I I am not qualified to teach how to do the UK, because I don't know, I mean, I know Scotland pretty well, but I do not know UK like a local guide would know it. Um, but I can make up the routes and have some, some local people make the routes, and then I can just have them you know, loaded into various different GPS forms and then, again, send people out in teams of four and five. That really does work the best rather than trying to keep
0: together a large group all in one.
1: Well, I haven't spent a lot of time there, but, Emma, correct me if I'm wrong, they do speak English there, right?
0: Yep. yep. That <laughs> is one so of the, the major advantages mm. of going to England. It's, yeah, or it's, Australia, or New Zealand, or Pakistan. They, <laughs> or ba- they <laughs> speak your language. Um,
1: so this is my personal thing, and I, I've been to London, but I haven't been all these other places. So I just thought, you know what? I would love to. You can, and I, I didn't clarify when we go to the Triumph factory. I want the factory tour. Of course. Yes. Right. Well,
4: there's no point in going <clears> to yes. the going to the factory and just taking time a picture out tour. in front of it. Oh my
3: gosh.
1: <laughs> However,
0: anyway. um it's as good a time as any to say on the Italian and the German tours I was surprised how much English has encroached itself into life out there now. It would. Language was far less of a problem in Europe than I, I thought it, or certainly it used to be. So many people talk English well, now. It's the default it, language. If a it's Norwe- rapidly becoming the 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 universal. Yeah. Language. yeah. If a Norwegian and a if a
4: Norwegian and a Slovenia Slovenian run into each other in the middle of downtown Rome, what are they going to speak to each other? They're going to talk in English to each other. That's what they do.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So anything else did i miss anything from our calendar
0: i think that's quite a full calendar darling
1: and and i just also want to give a mention that uh matt from breaking away adventures he's got other trips he's doing uh he's the one who's planning the rally with us so breaking away adventures and also hey man if you want to really do some track time <laughs> and some really just a really wonderful high-end trip i highly recommend cat's other trips layout you can yeah. see all the trips there
4: we're doing uh this year this year probably the, the the new things that we're doing this year is uh we're doing the the checkout uh bruno tour as spelled c-z-e-c-h as in czech czech mm. republic nice. um but we're starting and ending in vienna uh, and, you know, the, the city of wine, women, and song. And, and it's my favorite city uh, in Europe. It's the most beautiful city. Just suck it, Paris. Vienna's more beautiful.
1: Ooh, I did forget to add one more tour.
3: Mm.
1: And that's because I forgot to call Bagel to tell him that I, I committed him to this.
3: <laughs> what?
1: Bagel, we want you to do another Scudistan. This year? Yes.
6: I don't think I could do it this you year. You
1: can. How? What do you mean how? I've already had the conversation with Moyne about setting it up. you, you we leave just forgot home. to tell you. <laughs> you
4: leave home and you ride a scooter.
1: I, 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 He's had people plans requesting.
6: <laughs> okay, we have to talk, but I, I, yes. I have plans already yes. <laughs> that yes. I'm considering. So. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: and even though I am not leading the Chickistan tour this year, there is a Chickistan tour happening that um, I'm, I'm proud to say that Maggie McNally from the AMA, who went on my last cool. Chickistan, she is going to be leading it and doing um, another Chickistan that I'm helping to curate. And that's going to be in September. But Bagel, we need to get you. There are people who want to do scooters again. Moyne is not happy about this. I will
3: tell you that.
6: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he's not, not happy. Not, not, not happy about doing it or, on a or scooter. Not happy that we haven't again, done it yet. <laughs> about doing it on a
1: scooter, but uh,
6: well, well we he's had people.
1: Better, re,
6: we need to invest in better seats. Okay, first of all,
1: <laughs> so I need you to contact Mo, uh, Moyne and find out when you're supposed to be there. I, uh,
6: <laughs> it's. Not, I don't think you can do it this year, Liza.
1: <laughs> I I think you can make it happen. But, We'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. I think you can make it happen.
4: So I wanted to point out to folks if if you have ever thought that being a motorcycle tour operator uh, was was your dream business, I'm I'm going to report to you that this year we've officially reached 10 years in business. We've been doing this, so it's kind of a big deal for us. Uh, so if you're interested in having a really good time while losing money, uh, <laughs> becoming a tour op- a motorcycle tour operator is a fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> occupation we're honestly nobody does it uh, for for uh, to, to make money everyone does it for the community and and to have a good time and to hopefully meet uh, some crazy misfits just like you guys uh and sort of as a celebration every new year every year we do something new and this year the big new thing is we are going to ride portugal and portamao
1: Ooh. Yeah. craig you seriously need to consider going on one of his trips i could totally see you doing this Yeah, I saw an ad uh,
5: for Liat Escapes right when you were first starting, probably about 10 years ago, with their old style of ad, and it always intrigued me. Um, We had never met, but I had looked at them a while back when I was just getting started out in the motorcycle education industry, and uh, they sound incredible. And I love how you do something new to keep it fresh every year, and it's almost like you don't even have to, but you do it anyway because the tours that you could redo that 10 years in a row, and I bet it would still be incredible every time. Some of those. I,
4: the great thing, the great, greatest compliment I could get is I actually had a client that did uh, an Italy tour five years ago. He came back this year says, I want to do the exact same tour again. And he just booked the exact same tour again <laughs> five years later. I'm like, dude, I got, I got Spain. <laughs> I've got the Czech Republic. No, I want to go to Italy again. <laughs> okay
0: there's a lot to be said
4: for it yeah yeah no one ever says oh shit i gotta go back to italy
1: so yeah there's there's yeah there's so much we're to busy me. misfits mm. there is so um i would like to hear from people if there's something that we forgot uh send us an email at motorcycles and misfits at gmail.com and let us know w- what else is happening but those are the things that we are doing So, um, and please,
0: please join us out there because we're lonely without you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I'm
4: really looking forward to the castles and curves. Store. Oh God, and, it's going to be so, hilarious.
3: So is, <laughs>
4: so is Mouse because again, this is this is road tripping so across um, Germany and France.
0: So I'm thinking of including burlesque in that. Do you think? <laughs> do you think Mouse would be up for
4: it? <laughs> um, I can guarantee we could find some burlesque in in Munich. That shouldn't be no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. I think, I think I'm going to do burlesque, and I was going to think perhaps Mouse would some burlesque too.
1: no you didn't ask me well you're not going to be on oh, the bloody right, right. trip gonna, are you no. bring
0: tequila yes no i, can, I, I think can, we could probably include that right. Liza, you could do burlesque adventure.
2: well
1: you dance. know what there's no point look the thing that i am known for that i'm good is my chair dance
0: i think you could do a chair yeah. dance in the middle of the ace cafe
1: oh <laughs> how do you know i haven't <laughs> i have been on
0: the stage um, but we no, we're, we'll we'll try and include some misfit tomfoolery in our trips. It, it,
4: it happens. Whether we say, oh no no, we're, we're not going to do that. No, it'll happen.
1: <laughs> so for our next segment, no. I wanted to talk about um, building off of our conversation last week about um, like good ideas and bad ideas. Yes, and uh, there have been motorcycle trends. Over the decades, yes, that I find they go too far. <laughs> like they become just too much, like riding scooters. And I it's wanted an to, talk, I wanted to talk about some of these trends <laughs> when, 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 when customization goes too far. And so I wanted to kind of get feedback from from you guys here. Um, Bagel, can you see the screen? I can. Great. Um, the first thing. Uh, I have are ape hangers. Now I've, I've had a bike with ape hangers they weren't exceeding, they were 18 inch ape hangers. They were, you know, within range. It was okay. I thought it looked cool, but there are some people who take ape hangers too far. And so I'm sharing with everyone here, uh, some of the images of ape hangers that have gone too far. Now, Emma, um, how does, um, how does it affect the handling? So, well, it. In,
0: <laughs> it. Hello. Um, in short, it doesn't. We're just looking
4: at some ridiculous examples of a pangers.
0: In in real terms, it doesn't. What it what it putting a pangers on your bike actually what it does is it shifts the weight back. And it shifts your weight back where it's really going to be a problem because your point of contact on the bike, which is basically your ass, doesn't change. But where it's actually going to affect handling is your range of movement, because as human beings, we're given this range of movement, both side to side and up and down. So um, we have a picture of uh, a lovely young black gentleman here who is riding a... Hey,
1: why do you have to tell everyone he's young?
0: Okay, well, it's... Because
4: it's he doesn't look old enough ages? to ride that bike.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah.
0: But <laughs> nevertheless, there he is. And, and I am guessing...
1: These ape hangers go behind the seat. His arms are up and back. Well, we've
0: got... Yeah. The, the, the yardstick is... We're looking at the top of his head... And, it's like about 18 inches. <laughs> and I was going to say... <laughs> above his head. I would say the the grips are about an inch above his head. Inch? No. Inch? no, no. Inch? Uh, inch. A, foot, a foot above his yeah. head. Now, the problem At here least. is because of the, the position he's in, his range of movement is going to be severely restricted. Theoretically, the bike will actually be able to go down the road as it was before. Because, remember, the point of contact hasn't changed it's still his butt on the seat Mm -hmm. however any amount of counter steering he's not going to be able to do plus if you add on if you think about any flex in the front end is going to be amplified through the bars that so our next picture is it's a harley davidson Mm -hmm. those are probably 24 Fours, I would say, but they're
1: That's, wide, they're extremely.
0: It's a wide. Holly Davidson and an idiot.
3: <laughs> but
0: <laughs> so, here's an important point he actually doesn't look that uncomfortable. No, now the grips are about in line with his eyes, um, which is higher than I would go, but his range of movement, he's still got enough left. I think he's probably pretty comfortable. It's not on so that bad. Thing. So, what do you think about this one? No, the problem is.
3: <laughs> oh,
4: the problem. Okay, now obviously I'm a bit more of a of a serious rider as opposed to, and I think that that f- that function should follow design, right? And and okay, we're talking about handling back and forth here. What I'm really concerned about is as soon as somebody actually has to hit the front brakes in even a halfway oh. decent amount. <laughs> It's just, it's not going to work. Things right. are not going to
0: work out well if you have to hit He's the bumper. He's literally right going to be
1: swinging on a monkey bar. Exactly. He, really. This
0: is going to hit the gauges. So <laughs> what, we're, what we're looking at here is another Harley Davidson. Um, and again... Is that a Road King? Uh, it's well, sorry, anybody's it's guess what it used an to idiot. be. It's It's <laughs> probably... I would say it's probably a soft tail of some okay. description. It might be a heritage. But nevertheless... The grips are easily a foot above the top of his head. And his range of movement, he's at the absolute limit of his range of movement standing still. So there's zero room for you He's, he's not going to be able to counter-steer. As everyone's pointed out, braking would... Break. <laughs> you can't break, You can't And any road... Uh, irregularity, use breaks? I think use any breaks. irregularity that's in the forks is going which, to be amplified so much through the bars, um, and fatigue is going to be a huge problem with that. Well, they I can don't see ride him that being, far, right? I can I could see him being fatigued after about ten minutes of riding without. <clears throat> that's that's a stress position. Is he smoking a cigarette or is that? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. That's what Look really offends that. me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, he's probably <clears throat> smoking a fatty, uh, I, I would suggest. I mean, this position is used for torture in some countries, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So, Literally. no, he's absolutely at the limit of his range of movement.
1: So, I wanted to point something out. I mean, we're somewhat like mocking these customizations. Now, I myself said that I had ape hangers and I thought that they were cool. But it's like this human nature thing to then take things past Ah. this limit and i'll use for example body modification does everyone here have a tattoo
0: yes yes
1: will you put a tattoo on your face no well it's kind of like there's a line you draw right well
0: you see this is where i differ from most people i think all body body modification no matter how extreme is completely valid
1: well but i'm just saying saying there's there's a a line and then let's take like i was a rap star i do is everyone here wear a necklace
4: But but you're no. not but you're not no, endangering yourself I, I by getting a face tattoo.
1: But like everyone here would wear a necklace, right? But when the, the women no. of Myanmar <laughs> stack those rings and stretch oh, their necks, that. it's like, ooh, now it's gotten kind of weird, right? Now I'm saying, you're
4: affecting your health. You're on to something there.
1: Right. So I'm saying uh, there's parallels or uh, how yeah, many people have had a, a, a pierced ear? versus putting the um giant plugs hoops, in the yeah. giant plugs in there and stretching your lobes. It's like it's human nature to take things to an extreme and take things past the norm of society but that's, and find these limits. But I think that's just great, to man. where you are somewhat um you're 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 paying the price. If you and in motorcycles in all of these examples, I think that you lose uh Not just performance, handling, all of the things, right? You make it less capable, less... uh, But maybe that's not the
0: end game with this. I mean, nobody's going to buy a Harley Davidson Softail thinking it's going to be the greatest handling bike in the world. But that's like the limit of where you're going to go with with absolutely. I'm just just
1: acknowledging that, in fact, it is not just one certain segment of the motorcycle community. No, no,
0: that is that is Bosuzuku and so that is the super next thing valid. Up is Bosozuku. So that is super valid and that's not just a motorcycle. That is a musical instrument. And they are great at it. Have you ever seen them when they play tunes on the exhaust no, system? I've never, I've never seen them. Oh it's incredible. <clears throat> no, Bosuzuku is legit. It's <clears throat> absolutely and to westernize it's it it seems ridiculous, but BOSUZUKU in Japan. If you want to see something really well, and see if you can get a picture of this now, look up a BOSUZUKU van. No, they I
1: really make the that.
0: motorcycles
1: look tame. How do you spell it? Just that van. Oh, so. BOS B O S O Z O K U BOSUZUKU. So, for those who don't. I'm familiar with Zoku. It started, I believe, in the '60s, and yes. this was more like the the gang. It's their version of Hell's Angels, let's say, right? And it was more of the criminal element. And they do different things um, to their bikes. But one of the main things is to take the fairings and twist them so they're pointing up, and the seats and tails to twist them so they're pointing up. So the bike basically looks like it's been tacoed. It's just it's just a that's quite
0: a tame Bosuzuku van,
1: but it's a movement
0: that involves bikes and cars. However, the one commonality between all the vehicles, it doesn't have to it's not just an artistic piece to look at is there are quite strict rules about the exhaust system the way, um, you know, the way the exhaust system sounds and the cars as well tend to have these huge stack exhausts. And you rev them up close to the limit, and actually play a tune on the exhaust system. Here's a Honda CT, both yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They happen in yeah, all different types of bikes. This style, um, and then, but it's not just the bikes; it's also the outfits they wear. Right, the outfits are very important too. Um, and everything
0: has everything has a has a meaning. It's actually it's very very structured, like a lot of things in Japan. Um, we tend to think of it as being just this crazy wild free thing but it's bosuzuku is actually very very structured in how the bikes look how they behave that is great i think that is just superb and he looks fantastic as well
1: yeah so but these are japanese street bikes Mm -hmm. yes these aren't and they rode around in
0: gangs, and you can hear them coming because they're all like, bop, 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 you know. Yeah, and a
1: lot of times they'll have weapons attached to them, bats, stuff like that. Um, and it, it's unique, and they've created their own style unlike anything else. Now, there was tens of thousands of Bosuzuka at one point. I think the height was in the 80s. It has now dwindled down to very few. So, this is a dying trend, you know. But still, it's it's pretty funny. To see this kind of extreme. Well, the thing is, and um, there's a point I want to <coughs> make here is
0: we're not getting the full picture here in America. Looking at a picture like that, it's kind of we're looking at it out of context. If you want to get the full context, you need to go to Japan and actually see them as. Yeah. who they are so it's very very easy to look at a still picture like this and just say ho 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 what an idiot but you're not getting the full picture and it's the same when you do with body modifications if you see somebody who's tattooed from head to foot it's ho 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 look at that look at that freak but if you actually put it into perspective of the life they're mm-hmm. living it actually begins to make more sense. So how do the ape hangers make sense then?
4: <laughs> well I'm not really seeing a lot of extreme stuff here in terms of making well, this bike harder to ride. It's no, just, it's it's just, not. just it's, really it's just I kind of, think it looks kinda of cool. It's yeah. Ki- yeah,
1: it's it's kind of weird. But again, it's something they were they wanted to do their own thing that this was not what society considered to be exceptional. But I want to go on to the next one because I think this one will get some replies. And there's is definitely probably the most controversial oh god customization the dark side <laughs> so for those who don't know the dark side and i i, I couldn't figure out where this name come, came from but there is a theory um and and many people say that they prove it that um, automotive tires will last so much longer than motorcycle tires. There's even conspiracies that say mm-hmm. that it's all a racket, motorcycle tires. You put a car tire on, <laughs> they're going to last 50,000 miles, right? right. right. Can you get 50,000 miles too. out of a car, a motorcycle tire? No. no. So they put on uh, car tires. And there are even uh, some people who do the Iron Butt Rally on car tires because yep. it will last longer. So, Emma, what is your opinion? And I want to clarify, this is only on the rear wheel. To put (coughs) a car tire on the front wheel, I think, would be certain death. So, Hey, if you're you're daring enough. Yeah, if you're daring (laughs) enough. So, um, I
0: try and make a point, as I navigate my way through life, I try not to be judgy of other people's decisions, whether they're good or bad. I mean, it's a decision they need to make. The only experience i have with the dark side was um about five years ago i had a client show up at the shop with a honda goldwing 1800 which he had just bought off the internet and he turned up at the shop and he was white as a sheet (laughs) and he said i've just ridden this bike home it is the most evil handling thing I have ever ridden. And I said, challenge accepted. And I got on it and I made it halfway down the block and it scared the crap out of me. And it was a bone stock Goldwing with a car tire on uh. the back. Now And so um I checked the pressure and the pressure was the pressure was exactly where it should be and the car tire wasn't worn. So I said Let's return this bike to stock. So I ordered a very expensive rear tire mm. and put it on, and it was one of the sweetest handling gold wings I've ever come across. Huh. Aside from that example, I won't go any further. I will tell you that there isn't a single person who has a car tire on the back of their bike that will look me in the eye and say, their bike handles better than i had to the bike tire on. well
1: but i will say <laughs>
0: it is just
1: when a tire wears out it wears out in the center so i think for people who maybe are your tire tra- wears out in the side. Uh, yeah yeah for track <laughs> i think for travelers i want to say i'm not saying you should go do this but i see how it's logical to them that well, Liza, a car tire will last
3: provided
4: longer. you never turn
1: yes
6: Liza, let can can I, as someone who has gone to the dark side, can I oh. share oh, my wow. experience here? Yeah.
1: Wait, what what bike did you put a car tire on?
6: That one back there, the oh, Vespa we, we GTS 250. Okay, my my cannonball Vespa GTS 250. Yeah, I I Wait, found. Was it a golf cart tire? No, no. This was a. I think it was a 14570R. Well, that was <laughs> that's a mini a, tire. A tire. Yeah. It was a tire for a mini, exactly. Oh, yes. Okay. And I found I found a it's shop a in San Jose tire. that a that right that had two of them, and I bought both of them, uh, and I put one on uh, the spare rim that I had, and I, I tried it out. And I bet and you took it off. <laughs> it, it well, let me tell you, it barely fit on there, but it it just it just fit, um, and and I could ride it, but. The thing is that when you lean on on with the, with a rear with a rear car tire, it feels like you're going up like on the edge right. of well you are like, yeah uh, you know sure because well, you, you are go up on the edge of the tire but it's like you're you're on the, like the edge of a knife
1: like you have a big and, flat and spot if you
6: lean, <laughs> yeah. yeah and if you lean over too far it's like you you almost you feel like you're about to low side so it's it's a very unsettling experience especially when the tire's new. Yeah. Now, when you ride on it for a couple of thousand miles, like I did, especially in the twisties, you can start to wear down those edges a little bit, and it will start to handle a little bit better. Plus, you start to get used to how it mm-hmm. handles, and you start to anticipate that that edge more, and and you kind of get used to it. and you, And after a while, you you just adjust, and 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 you can you can compensate and, and make it work for you. Uh, but I will say that it just it it does not handle well no matter what, <laughs> and and I I I did run it for a while on one of the cannonballs that I did, uh, in the the parts where I was going, on like long flat mm-hmm. uh, sections through the middle of the of the uh, the continent, um, where I just wanted to have that that tire longevity, <clears throat> which it did it did have it it did not wear out nearly as fast as the bike tire did. Um, but, um, you know, but, but it was, it came at a cost of the handling and, yeah. and I, I, I would not do it again. Even though I still have the tire mounted on the rim, I don't think I'd ever put it back on another bike.
1: The thing that's <laughs> interesting about this modification, I think it's the one that is truly function, um, driven, not style where the rest are mm-hmm. style. But the other thing that's interesting is I showed a picture of a cruiser, a Japanese, uh, a touring bike and now a Goldwing, um, right. which is also awesome. well, Japanese a, that, touring bike. But yes, uh, but, that's
0: actually a Valkyrie. Uh,
1: okay, and then uh, and then Bagel says on a scooter. So this is something that isn't limited to one genre of the motorcycle. I way. think.
3: Oh, no.
0: and no. I've got to be honest with you. You know, you talk about we we talked about a little bit about the Bosuzuku mm-hmm. being interpreted out of context. If I lived in Iowa or Nebraska and the roads were dead straight and just went on yep. for miles and miles and miles and that was my riding and there were no turns to speak of it might be something to consider but yeah. you know, if if you're introducing curves,
3: so,
1: it's th-
0: something you need to get used to.
1: So for this next one, yeah. this is something that's interesting. This is something I've only seen in the <laughs> sport bike world and the scooter world. This is one that the yep. the uh, the really the choppers and the cruisers have seemed to avoid. Furries, oh. the furries. <laughs> wow. Now some of us have been riding a long time yes. and uh, we remember seeing the furries. Yeah.
0: Furries? Furries
1: are legit. So furries are when you yeah. cover your entire bike in fake fur, right? Now sure. why why would yeah. why would somebody do this, right? And not just sport bikes, here's a I believe it's a KLR or a DR. That is a,
0: no, that is a KLR. All right, a right.
1: KLR. Um and why would somebody like do this? It seems kind of stupid, but actually This was function driven as well. This came out of the stunter scene. When you scratch your plastics up, it's very expensive to replace it. So they found it was just easier to cover the bike in In fur. fur. That you can recover again and again. Do you have you to want.
2: like brush it out every, every other day or so? <laughs> so I, I just thought that was funny. The
1: furries and when you think about, okay, this is just ridiculous. You want, but it was function driven. No, no. It,
5: it's again. It's it does no safety issues.
4: What do issues. you guys think? Does it's it look functional.
1: good, or do yeah. you think it's just stupid? Do you? It's well, a well of first tasting. one
5: was <laughs> I actually really liked the first one. That one. That one. <laughs> that one I would own, but I would say as a whole. The trend might need to go the way of the dinosaur, although when it's done well, I think well, that to see one once in a while, it would be entertaining. You, you I'd understand. like to see
1: one pull up to Emma's shop. Well, actually, a good friend of ours that we all know, our good friend Phil, has a Vespa scooter Oh, that's right. covered in fur. <clears throat> that's right. It is a Chewbacca scooter, okay. nice. And it has, yeah. it has the a little yeah, bandolier on it. The bandolier and a Chewbacca <laughs> face on it, and so yes. it actually pulls it off. But this is yeah, there, I, something that I think did kind of go away because it got really nasty really fast. You do yeah, understand. Don't let, it, don't let it get wet. Yeah. yeah,
0: but you do understand there are there are people who dress up as like hedgehogs and squirrels and yeah, have yeah. sex with yeah, each first. other. You understand? Every that.
1: Friday night downtown, they yes, meet. Right. Um, <laughs> But again, I don't think I've ever seen a Harley covered in fur. Like somehow I guarantee it's, it's been somehow done. the chopper guys seem to escape <laughs> this trend. But <laughs> what,
4: they're okay with their adorable little leather chaps and cute little vests. <laughs> and tassels.
1: But <laughs> this this next one is I think you'll soon see. It's pretty limited <laughs> to just one segment of our community. <laughs> oh, the, uh, yeah, the mod, the mods, bikes. Mods, yeah. the mod yes. scooters uh usually yes. the vespas and lambrettas and yep. they love to have the excessive mirrors and lights on them and, and antennas horns. and horns mm-hmm. and flags and all the things and the irony Clark's is tails.
0: the lights you can actually hook up because you know Vespers and Labretas have got tiny charging systems, and if you were to turn even three of those lights on, the alternator would be
6: like, hang on. Unless (laughs) unless you just add a second battery behind the leg shield and wire it up to the lights, then you're all set. Yeah, total loss.
1: And to me, this is (laughs) a perfect example of, again, taking things too far.
6: Right? Bagel, have you ever done one of these? I have not. Um, It's a thought that... Might have entered my mind at one time and then very quickly left. So <laughs> I don't hate it.
5: I lo- I actually
1: like it. But then again, maybe I have a okay, tendency to take things right. too far. No, well, until the sun is setting and you have, <laughs> you're driving behind them. Yeah, hang on. I'm I'm
0: going to speak with a little authority on this because oh, okay. number one, this came out of my home country. Yep. Yes. And number two, was the oldest person in this room, and I actually remember these cats riding about. Yeah. You've got to understand we're looking at things out of context. Mm. And I'm not talking about the people who are copying the trend now like this guy. Go back to that previous picture, please. So this picture was taken in a working-class English town, probably in the early 60s, in 63 or 64. We've got a very, very clean-cut young man. He's wearing a striped blazer and a tie and a shirt. And he has customised his scooter with a lot of the accessories that were were available at the time. I
1: count thirty two mirrors alone.
0: I think he was cock of the north on that thing. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) So what was the point? He he was was doing well. It was just look at me, look at me. It was pure look at his clothes. Yeah. It's purely style. It is purely style. And you've got to understand that style is a very, very transient thing. That's true just because it's stylish now it doesn't mean it's going to be stylish down the road now sure. back in it's the like mid shag carpet platform <clears throat> boots yeah back in the mid 70s guys wore platform boots as well it wasn't uncommon for guys to be wearing six inch heels oh, like kiss you try Damn that now <clears throat> uh, no these were just guys going to work yeah. i'm not yeah. talking about you know kiss and the rock stars these were g- working guys wore platform boots try that now that trend's gone i think as a style statement back in the early 60s this was super legit and remember yeah. you couldn't do much to these bikes you could maybe put an expansion chamber on it. You could maybe give it a good paint job. But it wasn't like a motorcycle where you could fundamentally change it. Right, Bagel? You know, you, it's, changing the handlebars or the forks mm-hmm. on a scooter is a fairly major job. So what yeah, are I mean, you going to do? Yeah. You're going to customize it in, a, in an aesthetic way rather than a right. functional way, like putting clip-ons on a, 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 a BSA or changing the brakes or changing the forks. Right.
2: So the yeah, counterpoint here is the Cafe Racers, right? Yes, yeah, right. yeah. And then
6: that's that was Mods versus Rockers. Yeah,
1: but it's yeah. it's just funny when like two mirrors four mirrors, six mirrors, no 32 mirrors. They had right. taken it to extreme. Well, so
6: it's, you know, who could one up the, exactly. you know, the other guy, right. you So know, who could add two more mirrors,
3: let's, you know, let's That's, take it back to the, the
1: let's take it back to the chopper world. Cause now we're going to go back into making a bike, not as rideable. So as somebody who had a custom chopper with a six inch over Springer front end, I, <laughs> I know what it's like. And it felt weird on turns. Like it was a little bit hard to handle. So now we're getting into, um, the choppers that are i um, how how long how much over when you say over So I if, mean, if you take these s- are probably 36 over
0: no that's no? that's that's 24 24 that's over that's 24 um <clears throat> so you you basically you measure the length of um the standard fork and then just however much longer it is so that's quite a nice customizing job there's a lot of things i like about this bike
1: but handling
0: handling isn't going to be its strong point but um that's swedish i know for a fact that's swedish How because far? that's swedish style so no front brake on that either. so
1: mm-hmm. um cat uh, if you had to just guesstimate from the front of the engine to the rear of the tire what's that gap
4: oh he's easily doubled the length of the bike
1: it's like five at least five this feet one i mean this between. one's pretty extreme And how do do you think that handles? Have you ridden a bike like this?
4: I have never ridden a bike like this. Uh, Really, I'm going to defer to Emma on this one. That's
2: a good candidate for a car tire. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) uh,
0: Emma. No, cornering is going to be a tough gig because when when the forks get to a certain rake and a certain length, when you counter-steer, they flop. The front Uh, wheel kind of flops to the side. And instead of turning, it kind of plows. So... All right, so you've got no weight on the no, front
1: end. Let me you. ask you this: not to
6: mention the fact that they bounce as you're going along down the road.
4: Yeah, you've got no more. Your suspension is shot. Your handling is shot. So all how, you've got is the look.
1: How far can you go? Good well, lord! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't know how these little forks. When I say little, um, they're, they look. Awful thin, don't they? Right. Um,
4: they talk about your problems with uh, fork flex.
1: <laughs> yeah. This. How long would you yeah. say that is? That's about oh, a 12-foot fork?
0: Yeah. Easily. Easily. I mean, if you... No, actually. <laughs> if you were to stand that up, this is probably nine feet. Um, it is it is incredibly long. Um,
1: so I just want to... Is this cool? Do you guys think is this cool? Or do you think this is like... Is, I think it's' like, just gone too far.
0: As an art piece, I think it's legit. As a motorcycle, I wouldn't want to ride it. No, yeah, I, I agree that. Well, yeah. let
1: yeah. me ask you this, and I'm gonna, I, oh, I'm gonna mm. guess. I think all of you would ride this next bike, even though you know it <laughs> wouldn't ride as well as a stock. All right, version. show us, show us up. <laughs> <laughs> What's a grom? Hell stretch yeah. grom. Oh, stretch, oh, it's a stretch grom. Stretch right. grom. So I'd ride it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Craig, you'd ride this. John, you'd ride this? Oh, yeah. Yes, everyone would ride this. So (laughs) the whole point of stretching the rear swing arm came out of drag racing. Right. The whole point is that it it makes it so that the front end can't come up. That's it. Yet you will find that stretching (laughs) the rear end is a thing that happens. From oh scooters, choppers, oh, sport bikes, everybody yeah, has done this. Yeah. Where do you this. see the next one? Everybody. Where do you see the next one?
5: Oh,
1: oh, oh, is that an H two? That's a Ninja H oh, two. That's horrible, oh, isn't,
2: that's isn't it? H- it's absolutely
4: painful to watch. Out. Oh, Yikes.
1: oh, this, but that—that's your Busa, isn't it, Emma? Uh,
4: that has to be a Busa.
0: Yes, I think. H yeah, yeah, two is
2: a yeah, Busa. The H two is a crime. But that rear
1: swing arm is about five feet long. I think.
2: It's a cool-looking swing arm, though.
1: I mean, as a modification, it's interesting. Oh, that's just painful. But um, And this next one, again, just to show that it crosses all types.
4: Hey, there we are. There we yeah, go. That, that was a stretch
1: ruckus. That was yeah. <laughs> now ruckus. I'm in. Well, I'm that doesn't actually this.
0: have a stretch swing but arm. That's just how <laughs> the engine moved back. Well, the thing Whoa, about the a stretch... different yeah.
6: engine. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> the thing about this stretch ruckus, though, is... It's not taking itself seriously. It knows it's a joke, and it's going. Isn't this funny? It's leaning into it. It wants. It wants you to laugh. Yeah. Whereas the dude with the busa actually thinks it looks
3: cool. Well, (laughs) let's let's go back
0: to the point I've been trying to make throughout all this. A lot of times we're seeing these bikes out of context, and the chopper movement, the true chopper movement. If you were to be on Sunset Boulevard in L.A., in Hollywood, on a Saturday night in the mid-70s, you'd better be riding a friggin' chopper, because if you're not, you've got nothing. You need to understand these bikes and their concept, and a lot of times people are just paying tribute to that, or, like in the case of this, they're not taking themselves seriously. You know, it's it's almost a, a, a joke tribute.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this the stretch swing arms is is something I find interesting because it really makes the bike, it doesn't turn as well, right? So you're decreasing function, and it is a style thing because nobody's worried about wheeling uh, a ruckus, and that Hayabusa is not meant for the drag strip. But it's fascinating that it's something that crosses all the genres, that everybody does it. So this last one is another thing that has crossed into many genres. And again, I want to get I want to get uh, Emma's opinion, especially. But I believe that <sighs> I'm going to admit, aesthetically it looks cool, but I do know that it does make it yeah. not function as well. And that is the extreme wide rear tire, the right. fatty. Yeah. So I think that we're looking at a picture that center one. It's probably maybe a two hundred
0: thirty? I'd say that's a two thirty, so, and then we've probably got a two sixty on the left, and maybe even yeah. a three hundred. So
1: I put a two hundred on my chopper, which is wide. I mean mm. a one hundred eighty is wide on like a sport bike, right? Right. So two hundred yeah. it looks like a fat fat tire and that but it's still handled as well as it could with a rake front end. And no, everything. I run
4: I run one hundred nineties and two hundreds at the track yeah. on a big leader bike. That's not but a
1: they now up. make them up to th- 360 but here again these are sport bikes these are you see on scooters and also here's a harley with i think that's a 300 rear so it's a globe <laughs> what do you guys think does it is it cool is it not cool is this just another case of you've just made a bike unrideable well it's great for dragsters don't
4: give it that and it, i think it kind of looks cool but it is gonna hurt your handling right i think of all the, the thing yeah. around a corner that's all
1: and,
0: and again you have to put this into perspective i like that harley very very much it I, actually does look it, good. it really is cool and it's, it's actually wild. it's english which is very very nice yeah? um Of all the mods,
2: I think I like this one the best.
0: I mean, you definitely need to push them around a little bit. And it's got a direct link to how... The thing I like about this Harley, he's got a fairly fat tire on the front as well. So out of everything we've seen, this would probably affect the handling the least. The biggest problem you have with these big fat rear tires... On the V-rods and stuff like that, you have a very skinny front tyre with a big fat rear tyre. So when you crank it over in a corner, you're actually changing the geometry of the bike. Mm. The front's going in tight and the back's going, oh, hang on, I'm not ready yet. Mm. So the bike is actually crabbing into the corner and it's like, oh, shit, you're upsetting the balance, which is why Mm. they feel so weird. On this Harley-Davidson, which has maybe got a 300 on the back, he's probably running a 150 or a 160 on the front. Yeah. So the turn-in isn't actually going to be that brutal. He's got no ground clearance either. So, I mean, the the frame or the exhaust is going to hit before he craps his pants. (laughs) So I think, you know, I think it's legit.
1: Well, I think that is a a hydraulic suspension uh, or a pneumatic suspension. So I think it lifts up. But because um, yeah, the the tire is sitting on um, the, the fender, sit on the tire, so that that ha- will lift up. Mm. However, yeah, what, do you guys think is this? Yeah, you like this one? Yeah, I like nine this nine one. Nine? Yeah. All right. So wild. <laughs> that is my presentation of what I thought were the worst trends in motorcycle history that uh, were more than just a one-off thing, right? That it kind of transcended different countries, and different genres of two wheels. Is there anything else that I I missed that you can think of? I mean, there's
0: a whole slew of these things. You know, since motorcycles have been around, people have, and cars for that matter, people have been looking for ways to make them their own. I mean, we we really express ourselves (laughs) through our bikes, and nobody... You know, people like just buying bikes and keeping them stock, but a lot of people, oh, I want to make it mine. I want to make it mine. Right. And so everyone, like, does customizing on bikes, even if it's just changing the grips. Some are great, some, eh, not so great, but it's all legit. Well, I regard it exactly the same as mm-hmm. I regard body modifications. If you want to do it, go for it. If that's how you want to express yourself it's fine it really is i mean as as humans we're given this this ability to express ourselves in any way we want and i think it's the it's the greatest thing if you want to leave yourself as God intended as the day you were born that's legit but if you want to tattoo every every inch of your body and mutilate your genitalia and dye your eyeballs purple that's great too
2: i think the only well, in a different kind of way, the customization I always see is on the adventure world. Who put, you know, all these high cost things to make it more dirt capable and never go in the dirt. Right. <laughs> yeah That's the
4: entire catalog.
2: Yeah. Particular brand name, think, very expensive.
1: And I think the latest version is how many sets of clear water lights can you exactly. get on your GS? Exactly. <laughs> right? <coughs> I know. So there it is. Um I would like to hear from our listeners if there's anything you think that I missed. I specifically did leave out things like um, you know like uh, painting skulls on them because those are things that don't really affect the performance and that can easily be painted over it's not to me it's not permanent or um you know the the neon lights and stuff like that that's fun it's cool but it's not that big of a a commitment or chrome
2: also
3: Yeah,
2: yeah
1: they're yeah um over chroming Mm-hmm. It's something. So, yeah, what did I miss?
4: I've seen bikes with stereos that, that would violate uh, local arms treaties.
1: I do hate that. So, send me your uh, pitches on what you think should be included on the list of worst trends of all time uh, to misfits at gmail.com.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Well, I think we can get to some emails. Bagel, I sent you one to read. Did you get it?
6: I did. Uh, I have an email here from Jordan's Ray. Jordan, Jordan, hey. bienvenue. And Jordan writes, hey, misfits. Jordan here from Southern California. Hey, Jordan. Weekly listener here, but I have a question for Miss Emma or Bagel. Not sure who's more qualified, but I'm guessing Bagel might have Emma beat on this one. Oh. Uh, I'm not go so sure about that. We'll see. Um, a friend of mine has a 2009 Piaggio Fly 150 that ran when parked uh, about five years ago. Before the groans and dismissals begin, I can vouch that this actually did run when parked. I have known this guy most of my life, have ridden on the scooter with him, and it only has like 850 miles on or so on it. He parked it at his brother's house when he moved to Texas from Southern California, but now his brother's wife is demanding it gets out of their garage. <laughs> so my buddy says that's never. My happened buddy before. says they'll give it to me for ten dollars oh. with a clean title. Buy it. Oh. So my question is: Is there anything I should do or look out for trying to get this thing back up and running? Obviously, going to flush and replace all the fluids, clean and rebuild the carb. Um. Put new battery in and replace the wheel bearings, pretty locked up from rust as of now. The only thing that gets me nervous is my buddy said his his brother called Piag- Vespa Piaggio to get a repair quote. And the tech said something along the lines of, there is so much labor that needs to go into this, you're probably better off buying a new one. Now, this was a Vespa dealer. And we happen dealers- to have
1: one for sale right here.
6: <laughs> when this happened. This was a Vespa dealer slash repair shop, so maybe he was just trying to push him to buy a new right. one. I can't imagine repair parts are really that expensive on Vespa slash Piaggio, right?
1: Yeah, but e- but even with shop time. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like Emma, it could easily be eight hundred dollars when oh, you're doing and
6: more
3: e-
0: easily with right. shop
1: fees. Exactly,
6: and right. they're just totaling it, it up.
1: And they're used to people saying no thanks and walking away. So
6: right. But but he says, I'm mechanically inclined, so I can put put the labor in myself. But in the worst case scenario, I'm out $10 plus non-op registration charges. I'll take the bet. Uh, bonus bonus question: Is there anything I should modify slash add to the scooter while I have it pulled apart? Thirty two mirrors,
1: also, um, and I would I would stretch the rear end,
0: and I would cover it in fur. <laughs> exactly. There you go.
4: And put a really loud stereo system on it. Yes.
0: Dun <laughs> dun dun
6: Also, also got any websites? Any Any websites you can recommend for parts would be great, greatly ap- appreciated, as I am not as in tune with the scooter world as i am with the motorcycle world i'm planning on eventually giving this scooter to my girlfriend to ride on after she gets her motorcycle endorsement so we can go on rides together and he says i'm on an 8 sb sv650 she doesn't think she's ready for a motorcycle so i figure this is a good gateway vehicle to get her on uh to get her on bigger two-wheeled vehicles i already got her loving my super 73 thanks everyone jordan so a couple of things that I would say is um, definitely, um, well, you're probably going to, you, you might be best off just replacing the fuel tap, because if, and Emma correct me if I'm wrong, but I think these would have a vacuum-operated fuel tap like the uh, ET4s, right?
0: Yeah. I th- I'm trying to remember. Oh, 09 flight. Yeah, it is carbureted.
6: <clears throat> yeah, it's carbureted. That, yeah. It's no o- 09, He said? Yeah, o- 09. So
0: the good news is, um, first off, what is a fly? Well, a fly is basically a simplified scooter. It's not the classic scooter. It's kind of like an entry level. It looks like a scooter. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna have a plastic fuel tank, which is great because it's yeah, not gonna pla- rot it out.
6: Plastic bodywork.
0: Classic bodywork. So the plastic. Yes, Jordan, yeah. your shopping list will be a new petcock, new fuel line, a carburetor rebuild kit, and a battery. Don't buy anything else right now because you want to hear that puppy run. Tires? Not yet. You want to hear it run. So put the petcock on it. Rebuild the carburetor. Put the fuel line on it. Make sure you get your vacuum lines right. Hear the engine (gasps) running. At 800 miles, it shouldn't be that much. But you always want to make sure you dot the I's and cross the T's. Once you've done that, then Then you can cover it in fur. (laughs) then you can move on to bigger and better things.
1: (laughs) Sound advice, (laughs) Bagel?
6: Yeah, I think that's a good place to start for sure. Um, it's probably going to need to have the transmission gone through because the belt's probably shot at this point. It's, it's
0: rollers, rollers, belts.
6: Yeah. Belt and rollers just do the whole, whole thing. Um, yep. And then, um, and once, like I said, once it's running, do the tires as well. Um, I think what else, um,
0: No, I mean, you're going to spend some money
6: on it, but the thing is,
0: it's going to be well worth it. But proceed in baby steps. Step one is get it running. Now, truthfully, you could get it running with just a remote fuel source and a rebuilt carburetor, but, you know, the petcock's going to be so cheap for it. Um, You might as well just buy a new petcock with a rebuilt kit for the carb and actually get it running through its own fuel tank.
1: And did you say carburetor yep. rebuild kit?
0: Yeah. Or yep. you know, you can have a you can have a go. um Cause yeah, If
1: you're taking it I off, would. you might as well. Well, while yeah. you're
0: while you're in there, I mean, they're a pain in the bloody arse.
1: Yeah, but it's worth it, even just for the the, yeah. the gaskets and stuff.
0: Because you need
6: you may need gaskets and
0: seals once, and once things. Once you crack it
1: open, you want to replace it. You might as well just
0: do exactly. The whole thing. But do that yeah. before you buy tires, before you wipe yes. wheel bearings, before you buy yes. any lime green fur or a stretch swing arm. You want to hear that engine run, so get it running. Spend as little as possible on it to get it running, and then move forward with Um, your project. Then, would you
1: hold on? Would would you recommend? Removing the carburetor and taking that to shop. If you're going to do one thing, have a mechanic spend time on... Oh, no, do Because, yourself. because I've nah. discovered there are ports that you may not discover that could be blocked. It's not just replacing jets. There's a lot of ports nah. in there. The big... Okay.
6: Yeah, you go through all the ports
0: okay. and you just Yeah, but a
1: lot of people don't know where they all are.
0: The big gotcha yeah, with the fly carburetor it's is... It's got a little Mikuni carburetor on it. And the... There's a couple of things that you can mess up. The spring that actually returns the slide, it's very, very easy to display. So make sure the spring goes in straight. And secondly, you absolutely have to make sure that the diaphragm sits correctly in a groove in the top of the carburetor. If you don't, it won't rev up. So when you rebuild the carburetor on the bench, get a pencil, stick it in the slide, and make sure you can move the slide up and down with a pencil. That means you've got your spring right. But you gotta make sure that that diaphragm sits correctly in the groove. If you want to just put a tiny bit of grease to help it, if it pops out of that groove, it'll idle great and when you rev it up it'll fall on its face. It's a couple of little gotchas with a fly.
1: All right, there you go. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um and,
6: and a few other few other points I wanted to yeah. answer to, in his email. Um places to go for parts, uh scooterwest.com uh, which may have been the shop we talked to down in Southern California, but they have a great selection of parts when you need them. And then uh, AF1 Racing is also uh, a great place to go to for parts. And as far as modifications go, um, I wouldn't really recommend doing any modifications while you're getting the bike running. Um, I would say get the bike running, you know, try it out, see how you like it. Um, if, you, if you like the bike, but you feel like you want just a little bit more, uh, there is a Melosi <coughs> 166 kit that you can that you can bolt onto to it um, that will give you a, a nice boost of torque and a little bit of more top end. Uh, you might also need to put some lighter rollers in the variator as well at the same time to to give it the, the oomph it needs. But, um, but that's another possibility that you can go for down the road if you want a little bit more out of that motor.
1: All right. Thanks. Craig, you got a quick one there?
6: Yes,
5: I do. We have one from Peter Cox. Hey,
1: Peter. Hey, Peter.
5: Ho, 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 misfits, and happy new year. Who are you calling a ho? Lisa. T-
1: Liza. You. Me.
5: Liza. <laughs> yes. Turned up Ian Drysdale's two-wheel drive, yeah. two-wheel steering build on the last episode. Drysdale is an Alan M- Milliard-style engineer yeah. without the funding and scale to build as many bike variants as Milliard. Drysdale also had a day job in engineering that took most of his time.
1: So there it is. When engineers build a motorcycle... Yes, that makes sense. Drysdale's
5: (laughs) other big build was a V8 that combined two FZR400 four-cylinder blocks. (laughs) The resulting 750cc V8 was a really interesting engineering project. He later built a 1,000cc V8 in a limited run using FZR600 components for the top of the engine. You can see his story here at Motorcycle.com. Drysdale's wow. work has been interesting, but I don't think anyone can compete with Milliard for variety yeah. and volume <laughs> of crazy builds.
1: Yeah, if you haven't follow, if you don't follow True. Alan Milliard on Facebook and see all of his crazy builds, it's amazing.
5: Drysdale seems to be involved <laughs> in a company pitching electric delivery trikes to Australia Post for household deliveries. Mm-hmm. Australia Post has used the Honda CT110 for decades as their posty bike. We talked about Mm -hmm. that previously. But (laughs) the massive volumes of packages and probably safety concerns has them switching to trikes. Boo. Wow. Which I can't see being anywhere as popular in the secondary market as the CT110 has been. Cheers. Cheers. Peter in Sydney. Thanks, Peter. Hey. Thanks, you,
1: Peter. You, you have a great Australian accent, by the way. God, I might. <laughs> Good job. All right, Kat, you got one there?
4: Yeah, this one's actually really interesting. And um, Bagel, I need you to pull up on your computer uh, any picture of a concept scooter called uh, a it to Erica. Uh,
6: yes, I have seen the
4: photo okay all right uh well if you would be but any case all right so this is from ken Byrne, and ken Byrne will be joining us on the uh, dolomites ride this year oh fantastic and, and i've already gone through my secure socket layer and i actually have <laughs> i can actually show emma a picture yeah. of ken there nice he chat. is all right. Yeah. He will be. Oh the yeah! Toll. Look there, he, he is. is. Yeah, he's oh, he's a, little... a, he's a commissioner. Uh, no, that's oh, the commissioner of the <laughs> of the state. All right, finish the email. <laughs> all right,
3: all right. So, <laughs> commissioner Ken right. So Ken Ken,
4: Byrne. Ken, uh, Ken, uh, Ken Byrne sent us something interesting. It says, Here's one for bagel. This image has been floating around my social media uh, the last few days. It's apparently a Vespa concept called an Erica. I'm not a scooter guy, but I don't love anything different and stylish. I think it's sexy. What do you guys think? Good idea, bad idea? So, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm going to show this. To I, this one. I cool. actually really think it's cool. I'd be a little bit concerned about the weight on the front end, but in terms it of a different looking scooter, wow, that's a different looking scooter. Have,
1: wow, have you ever seen scooter. the old Ford tractors? Yeah, it
4: looks like a tractor. Right. It looks like yeah. an old Ford tractor. Yeah, it, it looks yeah, like
5: a Ford's 60s true. era like view of the
4: of I've the always wanted one. They're so
1: cool looking. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs>
5: stunning and yeah. incredible is what yeah, I would yeah. say. Yeah, Everything so right different about the human mind and design and taking things it's an incredible concept, I would yeah. say. Nothing bad about it at all.
1: <laughs> Beautiful bike. I would expect to see something like that in a museum exhibit. It's well done. Yeah, and, thank and, you for sharing.
3: Yeah, that's and, cool. and, and
6: and it looks like it'd be a very practical place to put the weight, well, you know, above the front wheel, uh-huh. so that it's not you know behind you and, and unwieldy. But this is a complete fantasy creation that yeah. somebody came up with that's it's been the floating around. Pinterest. How well, does it handle?
5: Was it actually oh, built, oh, or is that just and, digital? Emma. No.
6: No, so, this is just digital. Nothing. This is not official. Oh, Vesta yeah, that's anything. a digital image. This is just somebody's fantasy they came up with but that the, that kind of looks like a scooter, but, um, but with the, a tractor nose on the front.
1: The best part about it. <laughs> Is the brown leather seat looks so nice yes. in there, doesn't it, Emma? <laughs> brown
6: <With>, seat. <laughs> with, with a single spring <laughs> underneath, yes.
1: Well,
0: I mean, it, I was going to say a brown seat does have its advantages <laughs> yes. because yes. it doesn't show up when you it shit shits. yourself.
1: Okay. All right. We got time for one more. John, you got a short one there?
0: Yeah, I do. Johnny. This is from
2: uh, Peter W. We have a lot of Peters on the show. Yes. Uh, hi, Liza. Here in southern Wisconsin, Wait, 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 wait. wait. Here we
3: go.
0: Hi, Liza.
2: It says hi, Liza.
0: Well, that's not really very nice. Peter, there are others (laughs) of us you know. Come on, Peter. Yeah, now come along now.
2: Here in southern Wisconsin, the Rokon is a tool.
1: He's trying. He's going for it. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) We
2: use one to groom our single track mountain bike trails, don't you know? It's perfect for the job. (laughs) The GB500, I've never seen one. Fair, rare opportunity to tell Emma she's all wrong. It's a beauty, and now I'm scrounging for one to restore. You betcha. Thank you all for your continued <laughs> service. You betcha. He's, he's like from w. a '40s movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. See. Okay. Don't you know there? Yeah.
2: So I tell you. Yeah. See. <laughs>
0: okay. See, me and the boy, uh, uh, This time it's gonna be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, thanks for sharing. Rokon, let's put that on our list Love the of things to get. A Rokon. Ro- I need to ro- try well. that. I thought you put
6: that on the, the, the list of bad ideas.
1: Yeah, exactly, list of bad <laughs> ideas. Well, but it's th- a tool. There it is. <laughs> Two hours has gone by. Um, well, I think we should thank everyone for
0: listening. Making it thus far.
1: Making it thus the, far. The two of you that um, are still listening. You can go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. I've updated the calendar with the exception of the UK trip because we don't have the details yet. But you can find links to all the stuff there. Um, and the rally, the the, the Misfits rally. rally at Hollister. We need to get that link. But as soon as I get Breaking
2: it. Breaking no in with the Misfits.
1: No, we're not calling it that.
0: <laughs> I think we should. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um, Dance off But hopefully, off. people will come and join us. We always get people who come and say hi at the one show and Vintage Days. So just helping people plan. But um, yeah, the fact that your, your trips are filling up so fast, the Dolomites trip. So we want to check Well, there, people know I was going to say the big,
0: the big confusion with that was people couldn't, you know, didn't realize there were two separate trips. Yeah. So there are two trips. Sign up for the correct trip. If you sign up for the incorrect trip, you still have a great time, so don't worry.
4: Oh, you could go to both, really. the yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, I, th- I think that's it. Um, thank you to all of our... You know, listeners, and especially to our Patreon subscribers, wonderful? we had some new ones uh, today. So thank <coughs> you very much. They are
0: wunderbar.
1: Um, and we're we're using it. Um, we didn't say anything, but we have a couple cameras. I'm playing around, and experimenting, and trying to. Share more of what we do with people. So well, well you can see
0: John's new glasses. Right, yeah. they are super. And my heated vest—I got funding. Do <laughs> you well, got a heated done. vest?
1: Do you have it switched on
0: now? No, I don't. I'm oh, very hot. good. I'm very hot right now. Okay. Are you done? I think so. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: um, so yeah, I think that's it. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us, y'all. Um, we're we're entering 2023. 20, like, like gangbusters, the gangbusters yep. we're doing even more this year. Yes. We're
4: coming in hot,
1: <laughs> yes, especially John with his battery first, operating event. All right, time to get out of here. Thanks, everyone. This is Liza, Stumpy John, Emma, darling,
2: Cat, Cat.
5: Craig, mm, bagel
1: And we we're out of here.
5: Cool,
3: cool.